0: Right here we are with Exalted versus World of Darkness: City of the Bull God, Season One, Episode Two. We're in August two thousand
1: twenty-one, and here with me today we have Brendan as the
2: storyteller, Peter as Rigel Starr, the Celestial Censor at uh, Solar Twilight, Devon of uh, Devon as End
0: of Sadness of the Infernal Exalted.
3: Holden playing Layla Church, also Infernal Exalted,
4: and Sam playing Rowan of the Lunar Exalted. All right, gang. So uh,
1: last time uh, you all had a fun Free Willy esque encounter with uh, with Nessie after uh, <laughs> after hanging out in in Aleister Crowley's old manor. Um, now Crowley. Uh, on house. your way back. <laughs> listen any house that man was in is a sex house oh no uh, please don't bring the book back
2: up <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh, man, i forgot
1: about this i forgot about the pervy book um it goes better. so uh before that we get into some other things i have a question for devon how are you getting rid of that massive rv Oh, um, so I was going to just dump it in the Thames, or the Thames, the
0: Thames, the River. I was going to dump it in the big fucking river, like, in the middle of the night, and that was going to be the end of that forever, but uh, uh, Rigel made a really good suggestion that I should put it underground and let people live in it, so we towed it underground into catacombs, tunnels. I'm not really clear how London works. I assume it has a vast network of underground monster tunnels, and that's where we dropped off the trailer. Not the... the, the, the truck part of it. the truck parts alive and it left and is just going to do truck things but yeah we dumped it under the city for people to live in
1: okay that sounds fantastic um truck things wow that raises all kinds of questions about if the, the truck gets joy out of doing truck things i don't know if it gets joy but it does what it's oh. told and that's
4: all that really matters i mean there's long-haul truck simulators so people at least get joy from it so why not the truck itself? It's funny we should mention the truck because it is coming up later. (laughs) Oh,
0: boy.
1: Oh, boy. All right, then. So after uh, getting everyone back to London proper, uh, everybody has gone about their day uh, or has gone back to their uh, respective haunts and starts doing their uh, regular non part of your exalted group things. So I'd like to see what that those kinds of days look like. Um uh Rowan, would you like to tell us what that you what that
4: you do uh in your downtime? Uh, you can see uh if you were to enter Rowan's apartment or his flat, you would see that it is in Perhaps a state of clutter, maybe disrepair, but in the center of it, in, this, in the stacks of newspapers he's collected for some reason, uh, the little mid spirited houses that he's been putting up, he's one of those people that goes and puts those little art projects next to the bases of buildings, uh, you might see a little speck, uh, a bridge to the other world where he has spent an increasing number of times. Were you to be able to step through that like he does, uh, you would see the oh, his flat fade away into what could only be described as an architect's dream. Um, there are beautiful potted plants on the walls cascading down as it opens up into the sky, arches um, overhead as glass windows fade away into the backgrounds. The twilight sky shimmering with not stars or whatever, but perhaps the dreams of mortals. As you would see Rowan sitting in a, what could be construed as a city garden of this spirit realm with his mentor, the owl. Currently he is talking quite excitedly about his encounters with Good old Nessie, which I assume the Owl Spirit knows all too much about. But eventually their conversations will turn to more pressing issues, I imagine.
1: Oh, most certainly. Uh, the Owl Spirit itself uh, keeps uh, a. The Owl Spirit itself keeps a. Uh, uh, keep, keeps your attention. Uh, I'm sorry. It has your. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. It is attentive to what that you're uh, to what that you're telling it. It uh, seems very interested in you managing to not only meet with other spirits, uh, including things that called themselves demons, as well as meeting with a cryptid. Uh, honestly, it is surprised that uh, something like that would show itself to your group. But you all uh, managed. Now, as the, the uh, conversations turn a little bit towards uh, other things, um, what all would do? You, what questions would you have for the owl spirit? Or uh, I guess it. I guess actually, it probably prods you a little bit. Well, then, Rowan, what actually, what is your exalted title? <laughs>
4: uh, that is uh, the, the name he's chosen. His that... true name is actually Sean Peterson. but Oh, was... OK. He goes by Rowan. He you know, quite settled the down on a true exalted name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> OK, that that's totally fair. I it, it's such a normal name that I thought that it was. Uh... That was the point, uh, actually. <laughs> it it does help him blend in yes all right then uh so all right then rowan uh so you've managed to conf- uh to find out the truth about cryptids uh where will you go from here
4: oh uh i suppose i hadn't uh really thought that far ahead i'm currently trying to discover uh, what my friends are. are they uh mages wizards Perhaps uh, that's what you suggested, but as you said, it they, they didn't quite seem to fit either. Uh, I mean it's interesting. they're, they're interesting. Uh, they seem terrifying, honestly. Uh, I've I not been able to quite catch on to what they do and how they do it, or honestly how I do my things either, but it's in a mystery. Uh, I suppose you're not going to actually tell me much more about it, either.
1: Hmm. No, I don't believe that that would be very prudent of me. You see, finding information is just as important as attaining information. I know. (sighs) Or being taught it. Or cataloging it. All of these are different ways to get to the same conclusion, but all are just as equally good paths. I understand. You know, with you being here, I have had a little bit of a concern. Are you neglecting your time on the uh, their time with other people.
4: Uh, Well, I mean, he kind of shifts nervously. Uh, You know, there's people, they're, they have their lives. I've seen their lives before. You and the other spirits, they're not seen before by me. Uh, uh, is this are you telling me again that I should go see what real life has
1: I believe that you shouldn't sequester yourself in your studies for too long or else the information that you acquire will begin to stagnate and die uh, it will become useless to you. Sorry. Though we are concerned with what that you have told us before about the world, you'll have to make sure that you stay hidden. After all, there are so many eye spirits throughout London. I.
4: That's that's the other problem. I have giant antlers. I, I crafted a giant top hat. It's very obs- uh, uh, obscene. But...
1: Really, I find it quite fashionable. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Got me there. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... Sure, I, I I can. I can go back again. It's mean, so nice here. Look, I I, I made some buildings. I, I'm not really sure how, but I, it seemed to to kind of react to my presence, and I was able to shape them. Isn't that far more interesting? You no. Know? Okay.
1: I believe that it is very interesting, how that this realm reacts to. The beings that come into it and shape it but it is also possible that you are not the only shaper here maybe it reacts to the
4: others who move throughout this realm i mean isn't that just absolutely fascinating though why don't i go talk to them okay
1: If that is your wish, I could introduce you to maybe a person or two. I mean, that'd be fantastic, but... They are hesitant about others not of their kind in this realm.
4: You often ask for a return of knowledge at this point. Uh, What would you have me bring back to uh, do such a thing?
1: Hmm. What would I have you bring back? I would like to... uh... In exchange for me to introduce you to one of the people who also calls this realm their home, who also treads between realms as you do, I would ask a small favor uh, in the material world. If you could, at your next convenience... Find me. Hmm. And it kind of thinks for a moment, like it wants to test you, but it wants to kind of, uh, it doesn't want to just tell you what to get. Uh, And you kind of see it like close its big, gigantic spirit form eyes for a moment as it, it thinks about it. And then they kind of pop up like, suddenly and like if the camera was like right on on it it was like a close up like jump scare almost i believe that i have an idea rowan when that you next go into your world find a gift that you think i would enjoy oh 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 Use your knowledge in a way that benefits others.
4: Rowan immediately starts thinking about what possibly the owl could want as a gift. And eventually he will leave the spirit realm or he cannot eat there cannot sustain himself there anyway continuing in his thoughts trying to figure out what on earth a spirit of the wisdom would want aside from perhaps scraps of knowledge that it already knows
1: well that's, uh, that's certainly for Rowan to uh, figure out uh, as you leave, uh, the owl spirit raises a wing in a, uh, time honored gesture of, uh, see you later. And <laughs> before that you, uh, if you look back as you're leaving, you can see that it leaves the perch and area that you all are in and seems to fly off in the distance towards, um, towards, uh, the like spiritual manifestation of, uh, uh of Big Ben. Right. So, Rowan comes back to the regular world, to his newspaper uh stacked place of residence and Let's be honest, that probably took a lot longer than you thought that it did. Time doesn't really have a whole lot of meaning in the Umbra. Right. So what do you think? Does Rowan order out, or does he already have a snack
4: prepared? He does go to the fridge, but realizes it's empty. He considers ordering out, but remembers his credit card.
1: Does Rowan have any uh, family that he can hit up for money, or maybe friends who'd be willing to share share a meal with him?
4: Probably. Uh, probably can meet up with any one of the group, depending right, on then. where his feet take him.
2: Go to the inferno and wish for a sandwich.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a don't don't wish so. for a wish.
0: Don't wish me for a sandwich. Let me look at your phone, and I'll get you unlimited minutes and unlimited pizza ordering on your phone. Oh,
1: my God. For free. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, So one last question before we switch over to someone else. Uh, So London is a very heavily surveilled uh, city. It's pretty hard to go about uh, the area without being noticed on some kind of uh, closed circuit uh, television or system. There's so many security cameras around, right? And Rowan has enemies in high places, or unenemy at least. Yes. How does Rowan
4: avoid being noticed? when it, he leaves his apartment. The problem is that Rowan doesn't know he has an enemy, so he doesn't.
1: Oh, interesting.
4: He dons his typical way of avoiding people's attention, which is to dress as gaudy as possible with a giant hat. People tend to avoid people that look weird. Never been to New York. Julie attested that. And just typically... The whole not my problem is good enough for him. It's gone him through life for a long time.
1: You know, that makes a certain amount of sense in a big city like this. People don't like to look each other in the eye on the street, let alone uh, comment on your your appearance, Uh, especially when you're being weird. They just kind of assume that you're going to go and continue to be weird. Yes. Um since that you're going around doing that, I would wa- just to see if that you can manage to blend in with the crowd. I feel like this is going to be a weird one. Okay? I feel like that would be a charisma and
4: stealth roll. Interesting. That's both things that I'm actually somewhat good at. Uh, The difficulty
1: is going to be a six.
4: Okay. Now remember to roll. I have two successes.
1: All right. People give you odd glances as that you move around. Uh, That's nothing new for Rowan. uh, But it's the kind of odd glances you're used to. It's not people pointing and making sure that you're seen. It's the kind where so long as you don't go up to them and uh, start trying to offer them drugs on the street, they're probably not going to pay you any mind. As long as you don't start ranting about uh, Margaret Thatcher, or any other random British uh, politician or historical figure, they don't really care. You keep to yourself, they keep to themselves.
4: I've got a whole bunch of those little tiny spirit houses that I want to put next to buildings as an art project. I'm an art student.
1: All right. Um. Hmm. That's an interesting so those little tiny spirit houses they're just for helping out the spirits of uh, the area or what exactly are they
4: for oh, oh no this is a real thing actually there's some oh yeah uh, people sometimes in big cities will put little fairy houses on the edges of buildings just kind of pretty up the place it oh. makes it look like there's little uh, goblins or gremlins living in the city
1: Oh, I had no idea about that. That's actually very interesting. Um, in that case, uh, do you, are you just going to have these be uh, fairly noticeable then, uh, so that people can see them, or are you trying to hide them in any way? I put them in interesting
4: places. Like, here's one uh, that's in the view when you come out of the, the the tube, so you can, and then here's one just kind of hidden up in between an alleyway and I'm kind of just scattering them around as my heart sees fit as I wander to one of our friends.
1: Okay. Um, As that you're going around, one of the things you do notice um, kind of graffitied or stickered around the uh, around the, the city as you move about Um, Is there are a few places where that like stickers have been slapped on or uh, spray painted with something that looks very similar to the cast mark that very similar, if not exactly the same as the cast mark of End of Sadness.
4: It does remind me that I have it's been a while since I've seen him, so I should probably go see him into the the dank dungeons of underground london no not actual dungeons but wherever end of sadness makes his abode the oh, clearly gamma it's in cave. that
1: it, it's beneath <laughs> the gamma cave which is definitely linked to all of the person sized vents all over london
4: yeah. rowan is a life being so eventually he will slip into one
2: They called manhole covers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right then. So, all right. Well, I think that it is time to change up the scene, and instead of going underground, we should go. Above ground and stay, but still a little seedier. Layla, what are you doing? I'm back on the
3: prowl looking for an asshole.
1: Ah, yes. A particular
3: one, not like just any old asshole in London. Otherwise, I wouldn't even really need to leave my apartment building.
1: Oh, no, you wouldn't have to leave your flat to find an asshole. Your, uh, your landlord's been particularly uh, nosy. Uh, you do tend to make a little bit, little bit more noise nowadays. I've always made plenty of that.
2: So maybe reintroduce us to that asshole you're looking for, and why is he on your shit list?
3: Uh, the asshole that I'm cruising for is a vampire by the name of Andrew Parker. Who uh, tried to scout Layla f- before she exalted uh, to, add, uh, to add to add uh, to a band that he'd made a personal project of as part of a pissing match with another vampire? She turned him down, and he ruined her little her little in- indie band's career. Uh, they haven't had a decent gig in months, and. Uh, one of her and one of her friends who's a lead singer uh, for the band uh killed herself not long after So Layla is, is quite uh keen to find this motherfucker and um well she's going to kind of play it by ear from then uh, after that, but she's not just a nobody guitarist anymore so that should be fun the problem is that she hasn't seen this uh, this son of a bitch in over six months Oh, damn we're closing in on a year now and uh, every time she's put out feelers into the London Underground music scene she's gotten back absolutely nothing nobody's talking to her nobody's answering questions nobody will admit to having heard of this guy
1: but that all hopefully changes tonight, right? You're going to mm-hmm. put the squeeze on these people, as they call it. Yep. So, so Layla has headed out for the
3: evening, uh, taking an Uber over to fucking Shoreditch of all places, and is heading into Club Aquarium, one of London's most notoriously uh, sh- extravagantly shitty nightclubs. Uh, which its claim to fame is it is the only uh, club in London with an indoor pool on the second floor. Oh, that's
2: going to be well, the first mistake.
3: Oh, that's going to
0: be so gross. Oh,
3: yeah, it's freezing fucking cold. You have to squeeze right past the men's room to get to it. And by reputation, if you so much as dip a toe in there, you're walking out with at least several interesting skin diseases.
1: Oh man, I just I just made the mistake of looking up uh, pictures of this and I regret it. It's You're a in-
0: real thing. Your entire foot's gonna become one giant athlete's foot callus.
1: Oh <laughs> no. No, I, I And I can't imagine how bad that this is in the world of darkness where everything else is also dangerous to you. Not oh just god, it's got to world. be like it's got to be
3: like two hundred gallons of chlamydia in that fucking thing. Place Uh, of
0: Desolation, defined by survival checks, starting at difficulty 8 to survive there.
1: (laughs) Uh, The first thing that I pulled up is Old Street's Club Aquarium has had its license suspended. Fantastic. Alas, this is the world of darkness, a, a darker mirror of our reality, so they're still open for business here. Oh, not only are they open for business, they are totally popping. That... That pool is so, they're so happy to have that pool. Everybody there loves the pool.
2: No musk required.
5: <laughs>
1: so, uh, I assume that it being a club and all, that Layla's going there uh, around nighttime then. Oh, yes. When that it is popping and ready to go. Oh, Yes. So, uh, you walk in and the, the music is, uh, bopping. Uh, it's all, uh, kind of thumping in your chest as the heavy bass is being played, uh, from the speakers. Uh, it's a familiar feeling that fills you with, uh, excitement and maybe a little bit of nostalgia, but that's not why you're here tonight. No. In the one
3: way, in the one sense, it's almost like coming home, you know, just this, all, just this awful fucking dive with overpriced drinks and, uh, the STD pool on the upper floor and still crammed to the rafters after the city's lost half its club, half its clubs over the last eight years. You know, the scene just strangled down to nothing until everybody's, uh, filling into a place like this just to get away from it all. It's like the politics, you know? No no credible opposition to the Tories, so the free just continue being as bastardly as they like and we all just get to live in the shit. But for Layla, this is home. This is home. Or it used to be.
1: For a lot of the other people here who are in the uh, on the dance floor or at the bar, this is a kind of home for them as well. They're trying to escape the terrible reality of the world. And there's a little bit of desire to do that here as well for you. But nah, this place could use a little bit of action tonight and not the kind that gets up on the stage. Unless you want to make a show of someone. Oh, these people
3: came here for a good time. But uh, I'm here for business.
1: Yeah. Yes, you are. So you managed to make it in. It probably takes a little bit waiting in line at the club. Unless, of course, you have a way to get in uh, quicker than that.
3: But well, once I got you're a in, evening.
1: Okay. Once you're in, you, uh, how do you go about trying to, I guess, find and talk to the manager here or the guy, the club runner, whoever's setting up all the gigs here? Oh, that's easy. You
3: just find the, you just find the bouncers and you start uh, peeling off and you start peeling off little five quid notes
1: One of them, uh, sees you and you start peeling off some notes and he looks, he waits a little bit. And then, uh, once he's got about, uh, once you've got, once he's got like one or two, he's happy to, uh, show you the way to the boss. Uh, you're not sure if he's new here, but it's not a, uh, it's not unheard of to pay your way into seeing someone in this kind of scene.
3: Oh, why not? They're not losing anything for him to turn me for him to turn down whatever I've got in mind. Just how it's just been going and
1: going and going. So, uh, they take you through, uh, to, they take you through towards the back where there's a little bit more, uh, Soundproofing so that the rest of the uh, base doesn't just press through when that someone and distract someone while that they're trying to count the uh, the 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 multitudes of uh, of pounds uh, that's in the back while they're trying to uh, actually do math. Uh, the bouncer uh, uh, gives a sharp knock on the door a uh, boss uh got got a uh, layla here to see ya you can hear from the uh from behind uh the guy just goes uh yeah sure uh let her in thanks right, he mike up. he waves you off and goes back to watching the crowd and Maybe making sure that some uh, some drunken kids uh, on holiday from uni aren't uh, causing too much trouble. Mm-hmm. I'll just head on in. Head on in, close the door behind you. The office is the kind of office that you expect to see everywhere else. Uh, there's books that you imagine might be doctored in some way. Um, There's little posters of some people that they enjoyed having at the club. Uh, And there is a, there is a short pudgy man with a a accountant's hat on. Uh, He seems to be, uh, he seems to be balding, but he is wearing it. Well, he's got like the, the pulled back, like widow's peak And he's got uh, a multitude of hair that's pulled back into a tight ponytail uh, from, you assume, his younger days, since he's not growing any hair anymore. Uh, He's in nice, stylish clothes that show that he has money, uh, in case he needed to impress someone. He sees you. Doesn't feel like he needed to impress you. Well, what can I do for you?
3: Oh, you know we've actually we've actually spoken before. I think It was in here. I uh, want to say around last August. Talking about band bookings. Oh yeah, kid. What's your band?
1: Unlawful carnal acts. Unlawful carnal acts. Lawful, carnal. Hmm. Did you talk to me? I don't remember that.
3: She's watching his face real carefully.
5: Hmm.
1: Let me look at a character sheet real quick. I think that is going to be a... Perception and empathy. Perception and empathy. And I see that you have a uh, specialty in insight, so that would absolutely apply. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say this guy has a pretty damn good poker face, um, so I'm going to say it's probably going to be a difficulty 7. Okay.
3: Okay not gonna not gonna burn any essence for this uh that would be three
1: successes three successes all right mm-hmm. would be two but uh, key abilities
3: so uh, ones don't subtract
1: mm-hmm. that's a, that's good So you see him when you mentioned the when you mentioned the like when you came in, he didn't notice like you as a unique individual. He sees a bunch of people all the time looking to book gigs. It happens. He can't remember every face, especially not one from quite a while back. Mm -hmm. But that name of your band is pretty damn unique. And when you mention unlawful carnal acts, you can see he kind of... His eye twitches just subtly enough that you know that he's... That uh, there's some recognition there. And you can see on the arm of his chair, his hand tightens just very slightly. It's enough that you can, for the briefest moment, see the whites of his knuckles as if that he knows of the band pretty, pretty well, like he's heard of them. So, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, go on. He tries to... He, now, granted, he doesn't know that you've seen all this. Yeah, can't say that I've ever heard of you. Oh, well, no worries, mate. No
3: worries. We're, we're not looking... Actually, not looking for bookings at the moment. Ran into a bit of misfortune. And uh, we're down a member right now. But um, you see, the thing I wanted to talk to you about was you turned us down last year.
1: When we spoke before, you know, that time you don't remember. You see, he kind of looks around. I think that I would remember an act with such a unique name. God, I think you'd remember
3: why it was that uh, you didn't want us uh, on your stage.
1: can't say that i do uh you know what maybe i was booked up at that time you know or maybe you caught a little note from a
3: strange fella with pale complexion likes white suits
1: blonde he continues to look around uh giving you that kind of shady shifty look as he feels like they, uh, you've caught like his brain is kind of, uh, doing the, the, like trying to immediately come up with a response and it's taking just a second too long before that. He says, well, I mean, that sounds like just about any record producer that I'd know, uh, you want to, they're all, weirdo shut-ins you know nowadays you know oh yeah hmm? yeah for sure for certain now,
3: again the good news here is i don't really want to take up any more of your time this evening i'd like to let you get back to what you're doing but i do need to get in touch with andrew
1: parker there is a noticeable swallow of all of the spit in his mouth as you name andrew as you name mr parker by name Parker. That's a, that's quite, that's quite a, quite a name there. I can't say that I know exactly who you're talking about though. It's like, I know most of the producers in the area, uh, most of the people who, uh, who like you're, you're talking about never heard of an Andrew Parker The
3: light overhead flickers just a little bit, and there's a feeling like this weight gathering in the room, as though somehow in this shitty uh, back room office, that gravity just uh, just gone up to about. Uh, you know, two or three times its normal level, although nothing is in fact heavier or drooping or weighed down. It's just something concentrating in the room and it's concentrating on this fellow whose name Layla has not yet caught and doesn't particularly give a shit to know. Um, It is the feeling of her concentrating her will on his, and she reaches out to crush it like a beer can. I am
1: popping crowned with fury. All right, so that is charisma plus leadership against the target's willpower. Mm hmm. Um,. If I recall, most mortals usually start off with a willpower of three. They don't even get the base five. Yeah, five is like pretty good. Um, I'm going to say that this guy who has yet to be given a name uh, has probably seen a little bit of shit in his time. He has, uh, as inferred, worked with Andrew Parker uh, and come out of it not unscathed, but I'm going to say that he probably has a willpower of four. Okay. Um, he he knows a little bit about the supernatural, but no, or not that he knows a little bit about it, but he's been in touch with it enough that he's got to be made of a little bit stronger stuff than the average mortal. Makes sense. Not by much, but just a little bit. So if you would like to roll me... Layla's charisma plus leadership against difficulty four. Okay. To see what happens. Uh, charisma specialty is forceful, which. Oh, I would absolutely <laughs> say that Layla is being very forceful with this. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd agree.
3: And that's a lot of ones, but uh, low difficulty, so I ended up with two successes.
2: So what does the power do? Crown of Fury, uh, it crushes
3: someone's psyche and basically makes them into your lackey. They'll, they're obedient to you uh, for a length of time, determined by successes rolled. Two successes basically makes this guy uh, my slave for a day. He can resist commands, but, um, well, we'll see what happens if, if he does.
1: So I have a question for you from a storyteller perspective. When this happens, is the NPC aware that they can resist commands? They can try. I mean, certainly they can try. Okay. Okay. That, that's what I was curious about, because sometimes these are written as uh, th- that it just automatically happens and, the, you know, they wouldn't. Uh, I- I'm curious if they, they would I, know to uh, do it. From my reading
0: of it, I think this is supposed to represent in a movie where the dude gets mind control and he like cracks his teeth and bites his tongue, forcing himself to not be mind controlled. I think it's that effect, right?
3: It, it is literally that he Can, you know, refuse me, but he's going to start like bleeding out from the face and, uh, and shit. Every time he does it, it it is, he's, it's literally tearing his body apart to do so.
1: So then you have him under your command. Uh, What do you ask of him? And just like that, the room is back to normal. He has a look of, if not adoration, certainly fear. Now, we're going to try this again.
3: Tell me how how to get in touch with Andrew Parker. And this time, green flames uh, creep out of the corners of her eyes and curl up from the edges of her mouth and and rise like wisps of smoke and briefly form a a green crown over her head.
1: Seeing this display of power, this man can only bow to it. He thinks for a moment, Not enough to make you think that he is going to, uh, not enough to make you think that he's not going to, uh, give up the information, but enough that he feel it feels like he has to go through the, uh, local Rolodex in his head. Um, as that you're, as that he's thinking about it, um, All right. Um, The best way to get in touch with Mr. Parker is through his associates. We're just the people on the bottom rung who do what we're told because that's where the money comes from. Um, I've only met with some of his associates. Um, at one of the other local, uh, clubs and also at, uh, a few, uh, diners late at night. Um, yeah, he likes that. There's a, there's a diner that serves great, uh, great Pakistani food down there Uh, one of his associates likes to hang out there uh, by the name of River Cook
3: Layla grabs a little bit of scrap paper off of his desk clicks a ballpoint pen Takes it down.
1: Anything else? Um, did you want to know the club that he sometimes frequents? Very much so. It's a goth club. Uh, Only opens a few nights out of the month. Little rowdy sometimes. A uh, place called Carfax Abbey. You're shitting me. Uh, no, I wouldn't lie. Oh my god. Alright. Cheeky son of a bitch.
3: Well, as I said, I won't take up any more of your time tonight. And, uh. Oh, before I leave. For fuck's sake, make sure that pool's properly chlorinated. That's act- again accompanied by another lick of flames and a
1: manifestation of the crown. I almost want him to try and disobey the order here just for the fun of it. <laughs> but-, <laughs> but no, he will uh, nod to you. We'll get it done on our next off night.
3: Maybe we'll see one another again, or maybe we won't. You have a good evening, and uh, don't let Andrew know I'm coming. I want it to be a surprise.
1: He zips his lips, mocking a zipper, or miming a zipper, and then uh, nods to you. I'll make sure it's that noth- that he doesn't know. Top and he go you leave and he goes back to his uh to his things as if nothing ever happened so then uh that seems like a good lead for you to have on the case of Mr Parker I think that for now, it's probably a good idea to swing the spotlight from Layla uh, going about the rest of her night with whatever that she decides to do over to someone else. So then, uh,
0: who would like to go next? I think because we're setting Pete up to be last, that means
1: it's me. All right, then. That works for me. So, uh End of Sadness. Your underground lair. It is a lair. Remind I do call again. it a lair. What is it called? The Gamma oh, okay. Cave. The Gamma Cave. How is that decorated? I assume that your symbol is everywhere, but uh so- are there any knickknacks or Oh, go ahead.
0: The Gamma Cave is one of those old-timey, ancient London tombs you hear about uh, every once in a while. Uh, It's, you know, deep under the city from when the city was built. It has, like, an actual sarcophagus in the middle of a room that had a mummy in it, like, drink the mummy juice mummy. Uh, And it's, like, you know, it had, like, arches and stonework everywhere and looked like, you know, it was a built place that was a resting place for some asshole. Um, In the intervening months since End of Sadness arrived on Britain's shores they've re they've renovated this place uh mostly had it like opened up a bit you know give a bit more space in there there's tvs couches a bunk bed in the corner the bunk bed is a little taller than you'd expect for reasons we'll get into um there's a kitchen cooking area like it it looks kind of like you know how some folk will buy like a studio painting warehouse and turn into like their apartment and just live there in movies It's like that, but like an old catacomb. Like, this has clearly been renovated. And there's even, like, power conduits coming down from holes in the ceiling, because we'll get into that. But that's the Gamma Cave. It's a place of desolation. It's a dragon's nest. It is ineffably tainted by some sort of dark evil. Just pouring out of it like a wound. Uh, And yeah, it gives off that ambient kind of sickly, whatever, you know, tainted places of desolation give off in this world. It gives off that energy.
1: It gives Uh, off an entropic resonance if we were playing mage, or it would give off a taint of the worm if we were uh, partial to being werewolves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the Gamma Cave is,
0: in the morning, it's usually dark, because all the lights are off because people are sleeping, but when it's up and running, it's kind of just like an apartment that End of Sadness lives in and doesn't have people come into because it's supposed to be a bolt hole and no one's really told him not to use as a bolt hole, so he's just going to run with that until the other party members are like, hey, maybe you should move people in there, and they never will. It's not going to happen. No one's looking to move in down here.
1: Fantastic. Well, I'm sure that there are some people who could appreciate the ambiance of living in a catacomb. I mean, maybe you could make some friends with the local Nosferatu at some point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure whatever's wrong with him is fixable, right? I can fix that, right? (laughs) I don't think that you can fix it. No, I can't. I absolutely can't. But End of Sadness doesn't know that. He thinks that's probably just something that he could just smear a bit of
1: Vaseline on and that'll resolve itself. So, we come into this scene uh, in the Gamma Cave with someone new coming to... uh, the cult of typhon did you Uh, want to get the morning routine stuff oh yeah i would love that what is uh it sounds like you've thought about this quite heavily what is end of sadness's morning routine so the gamma cave is pitch black and
0: quiet and end of sadness sleeps on the bottom bunk for reasons and a fully grown crocodile sleeps on the top bunk for reasons Uh, And his days usually start at 5 or 6 a.m. when all the lights turn on at once at the exact same time he wakes up because the lights are queued to go on by the computers to turn on when he wakes up and it detects him waking. Because he wakes up every morning screaming. Uh, He has nightmares, and I'm not going to play that flaw down. That's for assholes. You don't take nightmares and not play it that you have nightmares. So catapult straight up out of bed, which is why the bunk bed is higher than it should be, screaming at the top of his lungs, holding his chest like he's having a heart attack, all the lights flick on and everybody wants to rule the world starts playing automatic as he calms himself down. The alligator rolls off the bed and shapes into a man and uh, you know, pats him on the back, lets him catch his breath and of sadness gets up and starts exercising by running laps and the crocodile cooks breakfast. That's the first hour of his day.
1: All right. So I have two questions for you before that we continue. Only two so far. Okay. Maybe three. Now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. What does End of Sadness dream about that is so horrifying? Everyone, someone else ever knew dying.
0: The same dream that is
1: actually horrifying,
0: and it's not his life; it's the life of someone else. Someone who lived in a giant metal cave with a ceiling and no sky, with people with gems in their head, and it's just a recurring pitch-perfect nightmare of the last day of that city when everyone dropped dead it's an
1: apocalyptic dream every night horrifying um your crocodile can turn into a man that cooks for you
0: yeah so that's uh whispers of the labyrinth um i met him when End of Sadness, like, arrived on the shores of Britain after he came here from somewhere else. Uh, In the sewers, befriended him, they became best buds, and because uh, Exalted can pick up familiars, he's now his, like, sacred bond animal, like Swiftwind from She-Ra. They have a sacred bond. They can talk to each other. And he's good enough at that he can turn into a person now.
1: Oh, Lord, now you're making me want to do try and do the swift wind voice great ah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean
0: whisper of the labyrinth is a pretty good guy and he's smarter than i am because the familiar rules just encourage that that is a thing you can do you can make your familiars a little weird once they get their human sh- or their
1: spirit shape you can make them you can make them be a smarter person than than you. So then that they, they you can basically have the brains to do whatever that you wanted uh, without needing to actually have the character be, be, to be smart enough to do that.
0: I've unlocked his full potential and fans of Prince of the Universe will remember him. If you remember I and Seven Despair's minion, uh, Neph- uh, not Nefrak, um, what's the name of the goddamn Titan monsters that uh, Underworld, uh, the Underworld gets? Hecaton Kyrates. He's a reference to that Hecaton
1: Oh, okay. I was wondering because that name did sound vaguely familiar to me. I don't know if that's the same name. I don't
0: remember what his name is. I'm not Peter. I don't remember him from the game I ran. I feel I feel they,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean who can remember things from like five years ago?
2: I it's, it's I going to look at my notes. It's
0: a blank. But uh yeah, okay, so that answers the question about the crocodile.
1: Yeah, uh that actually answers two of the questions about the crocodile, because I was going to also ask what his name was. Oh, very good. I was expecting something a little more uh, funny. If, I, if I'm if <laughs> I <laughs> like, mean, No, that is absolutely on point. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: it's it's all great how this turned out. This character comes with like a few different characters talking around him. <laughs>
3: Is this Captain Chompers? No. Uh,
0: no, that's not what I named this him. And don't call him that. He hates it. <laughs>
1: that, that's Whispers of the Void. Don't call him Captain Chompers. He hates it. Oh, I, so should, you know.
0: found out. I should point out that this entire morning routine where he gets up, exercises, has breakfast. During breakfast, they talk over stuff. Like They just go over day-to-day stuff, have a conversation because that's free time. Uh, before we get to the third part of his morning, which is bullet catching. Uh, every TV screen has like the despair seven symbol on it, and one of them is playing Animal Crossing, and there's an Animal Crossing version of him in an Animal Crossing version of the town <laughs> doing all the things he's doing, like the townsfolk are out and doing calisthenics with him, like a Japanese exercise video at work.
2: Okay, so I look at the notes, and the original crocodile was called the Regional General Descending Thief of Progress.
0: Nice. Descending Teeth of Progress. Damn it, that's a good name. I'm sorry,
1: Whispers of the Labyrinth. I'm terrible.
0: (laughs) Well, Descending Teeth of Progress, That's just a fucking fantastic
1: buzzsaw name. Because it's a buzzsaw, right? (laughs) Yeah. All right, then. Um, So you are doing your morning ritual with your crocodile. Yeah. My sacred bond animal things that I never thought that I would ever get to say as a GM. Thank you for fulfilling a, uh, for fulfilling a lifelong dream of mine. Yeah.
0: The last uh, part of the morning routine before I get to hit the showers and have free time is bullet catching where with the Labyrinth pulls out a gun. I go over to the bullet catching area and I try to dodge the bullet and fail because I don't have any of those skills and he shoots me. And we're just trying to see if one day I'm immune to bullets and work our way up to larger calibers. So if you want to shoot me, feel free.
1: Okay. uh, What gun are we starting off with? Uh, I'm pretty sure we're beyond light
0: pistols, so probably
1: like a regular pistol. I'm trying to think. The damage on that is, I think, a six on it. If I recall. Plus extra successes. Yeah. Plus extra successes. Um, Do you have a sheet for how good that... The crock that that whispers is
0: yeah. He has five dice and firearms. He has five dice to it.
1: Five dice. Okay. All right. Let me see what I get. This took a turn.
0: I mean, how else? How else do you learn to be immune to bullets? No one else gave me an idea for it, so it's like, okay, well, this is clearly what I got to do to build up an immunity.
1: All right, so you're obviously not trying to dodge. Oh, no, I'm trying to dodge. you (laughs) I'm trying to. I'm trying to to be faster than a speeding bullet at
0: relative point-blank range. I don't want to be shot. It hurts. Okay, he got two successes to hit you. Okay, I don't know how dodging works, and I'm not good at it, so he definitely hits me.
1: That would be dex plus athletics. Yeah, I don't don't have have athletics. Dex plus athletics.
0: So five dice.
1: Just dex. Perfect.
0: Could someone roll five dice for me? The loader wasn't loading for me. and I'm just trying to get it right now.
3: Come on. I can. Thank you.
0: No specialties or anything.
3: None of that's in play. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be one success.
1: Oh, no. I don't know what that means. Uh, That means that I'm about to roll seven dice worth of damage. Do it. Well, it did knock one success off of his attack, so. Do it, I'd like to see you try to kill me. Yeah.
0: Let's find out how killable I really am.
5: How
1: does... I feel like this is so that quiet. scene <laughs> I think like this is that scene from Shazam, where they're trying to test out all the powers, except it's gonna get dark real quick. <laughs> I, I kept bringing oh, no. this up, and what did you roll?
3: <laughs> and now we walk through the damage system. Okay, so
1: okay, how does so it work? If I recall, okay, so if I recall, um, ones do not subtract from damage, but tens don't count twice. Or do uh, that's, ones exalt. subtract from- that's exalted. That's okay. uh, exalted. It's just. Like any other roll. Just like any other roll. Okay, yep. then. So ones do subtract. Ones do subtract. Good, 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 good. Um, he got. He's going to hit you for two lethal.
0: Okay, I'm going to roll, I'm assuming seven dice to soak.
1: Um, Do, do you have um, soak? Yes, About I enough. have soak. <laughs> yes, I do.
0: I'm not going to be catching bullets if I don't have soak. Let me tell you what. I didn't know. I would. I would. They're pretty tough. It'd be smaller guns. It'd be like knife training. He'd be like stabbing (laughs) me a little and be like, ow.
3: Yeah, you had. um, A friggin' demonic guy had one, right? So gave you armor.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then you would be rolling. Rolling seven dice for Soak. Okay. Yep, that's okay. just
3: seven dice. Difficulty six. Let me refresh the roller.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm glad I don't have, I'm glad ones don't fail me. Wait, do they do ones fail me anymore? They do. God damn it. Oh, oh, so sure cool?
3: they, they, oh yes. Mm-hmm. God damn.
0: Uh, Oh yeah. No, I just take it. I did have two successes. I didn't realize one's subtracted,
3: but I kind of expected to be shot. <laughs> This is why full moons are good, by the way. <laughs> why are they good? What can they do? Can you botch soak? Stamina is, uh, stamina is a cast uh, <gasps> attribute. So Attributes
0: should, being yeah. favored. God damn. That's so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Liminals. Yep. Damn it. Yep. All right, well, I get shot for two lethal, which is fine. I'm an atheist. I'm going to heal that so... off. I'm going to walk that off. It's fine, but I still get shot. so
3: i'm looking up the healing table how long does that take to fucking i think it's hours too
1: yeah i want to say it's a few hours
0: anyway i'm swearing i'm mad at him uh you know he's like hey it's not my fault you know how else he's like it's not my fault you didn't
3: dodge the bullet yep that would be 12 hours uh for the first health level and then one hour for the other one perfect so 13 hours you'll be back good as an
0: I honestly expected it to go about this well. Like, I'm like, I'm going to probably take lethal. Yeah. but that's fine. That's the morning ritual. Bullet catch. There,
1: there is a moment where that, uh, whispers, uh, looks to you, uh, after that they've shot you and is suddenly very surprised that they actually managed to shoot you this time. And that, Oh, you do, no. that you reacted to it. <laughs> this happens the time. Like, I'm not oh, good at
0: bullet catching yet. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, so, hey, I got shot. That means the morning's pretty much over and we get to have ice cream because I got shot this time. We got ice cream when I get shot.
1: <laughs> what? What do you... Go- okay, question now. You keep raising up all these questions. What do you get when you don't get shot? Not getting shot. <laughs> or... <laughs> Oh, so there's not a treat for that. It's not getting shot. Oh, I guess that that is the treat. It's not getting (laughs) shot. It's not taking too goddamn
0: lethal at 8 a.m. in the morning.
1: You know, some say the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup, but apparently End of Sadness thinks it hits a shot of lead right to the gut.
0: Yeah. So we clean that off. We put a pad or a tampon in there and tape it. And I don't know, maybe I guess I have to wear a shirt today. I'll put on a poncho. I wear ponchos when I have to wear shirts so I don't look a gunshot victim. And uh, yeah, that's my morning. That's every morning. Unless I know we're doing something important, then I probably don't let myself get shot.
1: No one's contacted you to say that you're doing something important this morning. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I believe you did have something planned for later in the afternoon. Yeah, so I'll do
0: just personal stuff until the afternoon. Uh, You know, it's probably just managing... The Cult of Typhon, uh, talking to people, you know, answering questions, reaching out, getting updates on things. The Despair 7 network stuff is always happening in the background. Uh, Telling the rats where to tunnel next. I use cyborg rats to pull down power cables and, like, tap into other buildings and run conduits from the Gamma Cave up there. So rats are really great at that shit if you give them ceramic teeth. Uh, You know, that's my morning. (laughs)
1: A very productive morning. Uh, ordering your people to go around. A couple of the groups have uh, come in around around tea time to report that they've done uh, a couple more graffitiing in the night to uh, show the to show your symbol. And uh, a couple of people even come in to let you know that they went uh, clubbing and talked to a few people the other night uh, about your uh your grace and your wisdom and your abilities to help others that's fantastic work good for them they think that they might have someone who wants to see you uh this afternoon
0: all right we'll pencil it in and uh yeah we'll go meet that person probably somewhere topside Oh yeah, Uh, now I get to shower because I live in a fucking sewer. So shower, clean up, put on good clothes which are pants and a poncho. Really nice poncho though. It has like orange sun. It has like orange as the main background color and sunflowers. Someone's aunt or grandma made it for me.
1: Are you sure it wasn't uh, your old man chef who made it for you? The guy who's in charge of your cult from last time? Okay, he's not in charge of my cult. He was in charge of that
0: thing we were doing he's just an old man who knows to cook who happened oh, to be sorry. a cyborg no one person's okay. in charge of the cult that leads to problems that fucking guy in Cyber Vatican C- that, that fucking guy in Vatican City proved that one
5: uh.
1: so I feel like that you and Rowan have the same sense of how to be stealthy in London which is stick out as much as possible, but don't make eye contact.
0: Um, Well, I look like how I look and I'm dressed like how I dressed. And before I go out, I do put on Ziggy Stardust pixelated makeup to stop image facial recognition stuff from working. That's not even something I picked up recently. I've been doing that for a while.
1: (laughs) Amazing. So... Do you prefer to meet people at a cafe or do you prefer uh, a quiet restaurant or are you more of the kind of person who hangs out in clubs when that you're going to meet with people?
0: Uh, A Starbucks, but one that's locally owned and not a Starbucks Uh, across from a church.
1: Oh, so you're really making yourself uh, stand out as being a goody two shoes. Yes, that's what this is. Yes. it sometimes having a little bit of uh, an air of uh, what is it? Not authority, but legitimacy really helps to put people at, at ease. You know, you're in a public place. Church is right over there. They're not going to expect the, the devil to make a deal with them right there. Yeah. So you go and meet with a young lady who uh unfortunately lost her lost her arm in a uh in a in a car accident a couple years back. Hmm. Okay.
0: And is this their first time that they're meeting the cult of Typhon or have they gone through like vetting? There's like two other layers of vetting before they get up to me.
1: Um what are the two other layers of vetting so that other people know how that that operates Oh sure so, so there so there's
0: infection mutation then outbreak Infection is when they meet someone who has a problem um and they start to pitch to them that the cult of Typhon can resolve it Um this usually involves them just gain a beat on this uh, if this person would be like On board with radical experimental surgery or maybe, you know, going off of private health care or being part of a drug trial. You know, it seems very not supernatural at that point. And that's usually when people and by people, I mean, despair seven, because it's a computer network of a bunch of machines. I have uh, vets them as hard as possible to make sure they're not like a serial killer or like a person who hits kids with their car and drives off into the night and never reports the body kind of person. We, We screen that out in infection. Uh, probably mutation when it's like, okay, this person could probably use help is when they start to ease in the supernatural stuff. Like a cyber demon will be like, yeah, look, here's my augment and they'll show them the augment and then they'll show them a little bit more and how more extensive it is. And maybe the glowing silver power core where their heart was cut out and replaced with a demon reactor. And if they don't completely fucking freak out and are more on board with the idea of getting their life put back together and magic being real, but in a science fiction way, then they meet out of sadness and the science fiction part goes away. And it's like, no, 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 no. God and devil are real. And there's a fight going for the souls of mankind. This is totally biblical. There is no sci-fi here. It's usually the stages. And the third one's called Outbreak because usually shortly afterwards, that's when they, uh, you know, get the
1: augments put in. I believe that they have gone through the vetting process. Okay. I think that that is a little bit more interesting to see how this uh, this ends up. I mean, you, you don't always have to be present for the, for the initial stages.
0: Yeah, and Despair 7 being my machine uh, guy, and also the guy in my head that tells me to do stuff that is sort of my boss, and I'm sort of their boss... It tends to keep things pretty close to what I'm looking for. They're not like a monkey's paw.
1: Yeah, Lord help us if you also had a monkey's paw to deal with. I mean, you've already got the crocodile. Right. I mean, you know, sometimes the,
2: you just work with the parts you have.
1: The first version... <laughs> I I shift, a, shift into it. The first version
0: of having a crocodile familiar was not me having familiar. It was me looking up that the London Zoo has silverback gorillas and being like, well, I bet they have one that's old and sad. Why don't I take him, turn him into a cyber demon because animals can become famori, and then he can be my best friend. Then we could learn sign language together and hang out. And I give him the thing that lets him grow big and the thing that lets him hide his mutations so he could be a giant robot ape or a small ape. And it just, it got a little dice, started getting up to stat 10 with famori upgrades. I'm like, no... No, let's do something a little more good.
2: (laughs) Blood apes. Blood apes.
0: Yeah, he was going to be a blood ape. That was the whole thing, too, right? But I'm like, no, calm down, Devin. Don't do that.
1: You can do it later. crocodile? You can do it later. London still has (laughs) a zoo. Oh, it most certainly does. And then I can't wait for you to go all demonic Jane Goodall on, on the monkeys and the... And the animals there yeah, or like the octopuses because octopuses are
0: people like I could teach them sign language or how to talk in the speaking spell. These are things and so, sadness anyway. is always considering
1: in the background. So you go and get, uh, go to this cafe to meet with someone who that you have, uh, already kind of, uh, yeah, I, I've done a professional. Someone that of you've already kind of kind of vetted. Yeah, yeah. So you meet with uh, Miss Honey Grant, who has uh, who had lost her uh, left arm in a car accident a few years back. After vetting that she's not a sociopath or a monster of any kind, and that she's just a down on her luck lady uh who has not has tried a lot of the alternatives of uh prosthetics and everything and it just she doesn't like it it she can't do it 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 feels weird to her she's she's very unhappy with life and everything uh there's nothing that the uh the doctors in the in the UK have been able to do for her She's heard word of experimental treatments over in America, but that would cost a lot of money that she doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And at some point, someone approached you or someone approached her from you about getting prosthetics that felt real.
0: Perfect. Perfect. All right. Uh, well, I have—I probably have like a carry-on bag or like a briefcase. Probably like, probably like one of those bags you bring on an airplane that has like little rollers and like a little like handle. Like that's carry-on, not big luggage. So that's probably with me. Um, probably a few people from the cult are here just in the background hanging out. So I'll be at a table waiting for them to show up.
1: So Miss Grant uh does show up on time as that she was asked to. Uh she is a probably about middle aged, and uh I assume that uh since you have a table, uh she sits across from you. Yeah. Oh hello darling. Uh it's nice to uh to meet you, dear. Yeah, it's nice to
0: meet you in person. Um Your name is Honey Grant, right?
1: Uh yes, yes. And you are uh... the end of sadness. Well, then that's quite a mouthful. Do you prefer the or sadness? And she kind of like people just keep calling me sadness. Uh, Some of my actual
0: coworkers are doing that now. I prefer end of sadness. Um, But if you want to do sadness, you can do that. I feel like that's going to catch on, and I can't really stop it at this point. You know how nicknames are.
1: Well. If what they say is true about you, I'll uh, I'll make sure to keep calling you end of sadness then because well you doing if you can manage to do this it certainly would end my sadness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I get it.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so we got to broach a few topics here real quick to make sure the cult's kept you, the cult has kept you up to speed on what's going on here. So, you've probably been told at first that we have a way to restore functionality to whatever you lost in the accident that occurred to you. It was an accident, right? It wasn't like a drunk driver hitter or something. Cause those aren't accidents.
1: <laughs> no, it it was in fact an accident. Okay. Uh,
0: this... So they've probably told you that. Um, and then someone probably showed you a little bit what we do here. And you probably got a bit of a sci-fi too good to be true vibe, right?
1: Yes, it definitely has a too good to be true vibe to it. It almost seems like, I don't know, are you going to start selling me uh, like like little sugar pills that will regrow my arm? <laughs> I open up
0: the bag and pull out a, uh, uh, shit, what was that goddamn game called? Uh, Deus, Ex, uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution Era Aristocratic Looking Cyber Arm and just put on the table, already made for her. This is more of a mock-up than the final product. And it's not all of it, but this is the part you're interested in, I'm assuming.
1: her eyes go wide as she sees it. Um, it's yeah. Yes. Yes. This is something like that. Yes. Yeah. So
0: it is too good to be true. You're right. Not probably in the ways you think it is. This works. It's actually pretty easy to get up and running um, once, you know, we start. Uh, but it's not like advanced technology. It's not science fiction. It's not machines or 5G in a vaccine or something. Uh, th- it's magic. Um, this is where I'm going to tell you that God and the devil are real and the apocalypse is coming. And that's why things like me are showing up offering services like this to people like you. So, yeah.
1: This is admittedly a lot for Miss Honey Grant to take in. Yeah, this is why we... we you just we, kind of... We, uh, we
0: sort of just ease them into that in Phase 2, where they start to get a taste for it. Like, people just about to... You know, it's like Gravity, like in that fucking Joker movie. You just kind of let go, and Gravity will kind of take you the rest of the way once, you, once you've been sort of soft-exposed to the supernatural. Things start to connect pretty rapidly when you get the hard evidence.
1: Well, this seems like... At least part of the hard evidence here. So you can kind of see on her face the, uh, the the her brain kind of firing rapidly as ideas are formed about all of this. But at the end of the day, the conclusion that she comes to is that. Yes, I still want that arm. Excellent. Let's talk about the other stuff you're going to be getting
0: that to make it work. So there's several things I usually have to pull. Your heart, it's just a thing. I can't really get around it. It gets replaced with a reactor of sorts that contains, I'm going to call it prayer or faith. It's a power source and it'll run that arm pretty well. Um, The exchange of that power comes from loyalty. Now you're thinking, okay, I need to do stuff for you and you'll help me. I, I mean this in a physically literal sense. You being loyal or working for me powers the equipment. If you don't do it and just cut off on your own and be mercenary or a third party, or you're done, that power is eventually going to run out, and all the upgrades will work, but you're going to run into you're going to run into issues because part of the process of getting this stuff into you involves binding a demon into your into the prosthetics, into the the, the machinery, the metal. It's more like soil than it is metal, and once, uh, once good lord, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is how it goes. So once we put this into you, it'll act as kind of fertile soil for a demon. It'll crawl inside. It'll make this stuff work. It'll bind you. It'll power up everything. It'll probably go a little bit further than you're expecting as far as what you used to be able to do. This is less of a set you back to the way you were and more push you a little bit further than you ever possibly could have expected. As far as capabilities go. If you catch the lingo.
1: Yes, well, oh wow, this is is so much to. You should probably ask about how
0: long you have to serve. That's probably your next question you're going to want to ask.
1: Yes, well, outside of the binding demons into me and. Demons are the least important part of this.
0: They're pretty tame once I get my hand on them. I'll make like a gripping motion.
1: That's not ominous at all. All right. Well, uh, so how long do I have to serve? Five years.
0: In five years, I'm my I'm pretty competent or confident that I can open up these I can open up the, the sort of symbiosis you're about to go through and refine it, make it streamlined, remove any sort of inconsistencies or flaws you're gonna encounter that are gonna make your life harder once if you choose not to re-up for another five years. Every year comes with a reward. Uh, Usually it's the devil refinement. Um, You're not going to be working every day for me. You're going to be doing your home life. Actually, interesting question. What did you do before your accident? And what are you hoping to do after you get, you know, this problem of yours resolved? Oh, well, I was a nurse. Okay, well, you can go back to doing that. Have you
1: ever thought about traveling? Um. I've traveled a little bit on holiday across uh, across Europe. I've been to France and uh, Spain before. Have you ever wanted to see all of Europe? Like, as a job?
0: Like, that pays money? Why? Well, I... And it's not a hard job,
1: either. I mean, if I'm... I, again, I feel like that you're saying a lot of things that are too good to be true. Well, yeah, I'm the devil, man. <laughs> That's my deal. Like... Uh, it, I mean, if I'm being honest, I honestly thought that you would have a little bit more of a, a a menacing laugh when you did that. You're kind of coming off as a quite a jovial chap. Perspective helps things. And really,
0: the end goal for the Cult of Typhon is to make sure people like you aren't left behind when, and I'll gesture to everything around us, all of this kind of... Changes.
1: Well, I mean, you are a cult. I did, I guess, expect that. We use the Um, hard C. (laughs) Oh.
0: Well, then. Like, cult. Like, we don't hide that part. I don't mean hard C like that other word.
1: Yeah. I see that. So then, um,. Yes, I'm down. Uh 5 years. You know what what's 5 years when it, you can have an arm back. And plus if That's things
0: go quite a... if things go the way we think it goes, there is an eternal reward being teed up in the future, but we're still working on that. We have a whole final eternal joy rest thing kind of in the works. I'm not really all the way there so I can't really promise that to you out the gate.
1: Well, I'm sure that you'll keep me informed on the company newsletter. <laughs> oh,
0: we don't, we don't like to use that C word here. That's no, 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 no.
5: We're, oh, we're more oh, like a okay.
0: social organization of like people working together for a common goal with one figurehead. We're not a corporation or a company or like a business. We don't like that. God.
2: Commune.
0: Commune. That's a good what C about word.
1: Co- a commune. I was going to suggest a club it's like a social club yeah sure i mean if that helps yeah i like commune it kind of
0: speaks to what things are gonna look like in the in the after
1: all right well you know what if it it (laughs) if it gets me what if it gets me the the arm but the arm back i i And I can do what I love again, then yes, I'd be willing to give you some years of my life.
0: Perfect. Well, the next steps then are you get yourself 24 hours to think about it, and then you're going to get a call up to confirm your appointment, and then we bring you in for surgery. I'm the guy that does the surgery.
1: Oh. Well, then, uh, you know what? I should have expected as much. I mean, just to um, let
0: you know, and I'll like gesture to one of the one of my guys to come on over, and they have that merit that Fomori have where they can hide their implants and stuff, like their Fomori bits, and I'll just have them graciously in the coffee shot kind of reveal some of the more extensive parts that have been kind of replaced all over them. House fire.
1: Oh. He looks... Or they look fantastic
0: that's gonna be you, you a, that's gonna be you in about a day if you uh if you decide to go through with it
1: all right then uh in about a day i'll give you a call up uh i i appreciate you letting me sleep on it
0: doesn't work unless you're uh, on board unfortunately so glad to see Huh? glad to see you took it so well i didn't even have to do the church thing usually some people are like, you're not the devil. Magic's not real. There's no such thing as God. And then I have to go into the church. The holy water catches fire. The priests get mad at me. And I, we scream at each other. It's a whole thing. They can tell. They know. I, Don't go on Well, proud. I mean, after seeing <laughs> it's best to avoid it.
1: Oh, I see. Uh understandable. Um, Good to know. Um, Yeah, I... Honestly, I just really, really want the arm back. I think that I was willing to just accept whatever that you were going to sell me.
0: Yeah, and that's the problem. That's why we have these three meetings and the time to wait, because, uh, yeah, a lot of people would, and you're not supposed to take advantage of that.
1: Ah, yes, well... You know what? You are right. This is a lot to drop on one person. I'll yeah. give you that call back, and hopefully if... Uh, even if I decide not to go through with it, after that, I've had some time to think with it. Think about it.
0: I mean, yeah. If you want to join you've, and... Oh, sorry. I thought you were done.
1: You've shown me a lot of uh, things today, so I suppose I can... Do, if I can repay you anyway, if I decide not to go through with it, just let me know.
0: Um, Add a shrine into your house to me along with your other house gods. That's all I really look for. We're not a really monotheistic uh, venture.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Ha-
0: house gods. G- got it. I don't, I don't know what you guys worship over here in Britain. I assume just in the church, you know, the big one.
1: Uh yes yes the big one the 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 one that the vicars and everything are constantly yammering about.
0: Oh, also uh, Sam has his hand up.
4: Yes, it's just after you're done because I just have a very 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 interesting question. If you constantly do this with the priests noticing that all the uh, spiritual water is bursting into fire. Do you do this in the same church? I rotate through them, yes.
0: but most of the priests in town know me. All right. I have I have the flaw, oh Mark. Man. I have the flaw font of the unholy, which means people of true faith and godliness <laughs> instantly recognize me as the nemesis and a bride of Satan. If we want to talk Dracula, <laughs> like they get it almost immediately. I'm just assuming it's like uh, the devil's advocate where uh, Al Pacino walks in and shit starts going bad because he's the devil in a church. I assume that kind of stuff happens when I go into holy ground. Well, okay then. (laughs) That's going to be interesting if we ever bump into a church. Yeah, I pick fights with priests. It's not a thing I'm proud of, but I do it. We've all got to have our hobbies. (laughs) Alright, I'll thank her for her time. Uh, You know, the meal is on me, obviously, because we just steal money from ATMs, so money's meaningless to us. And I will, you know, let her go on her way, and I'll just, I guess, I have the day to myself. I didn't really plan anything else for the, oh, wait, no, we'll show her, uh, if she's interested, I'll show her her potential partner, which is that transport truck that's alive. I'll have it pull on up, and I'll be like, okay, so if you do join, we're looking for someone to drive this transport truck. It's alive and drives itself, but it's really useful to have someone on the road in case we need something long-distance done. Uh, It pays, and everything. You just don't do anything. The truck drives itself. You just have to be there in case someone harasses the truck. Uh, It's all paid off. All right, so... uh,
5: I...
1: You know... When you talk about things like replacing people's arms and everything, dear, it's it's very, like, mystical and interesting. And, like, you're just going on about the the intricacies. And then you come out and tell me that this truck is alive.
0: Yeah, I haven't even named it, it yet. A yeah. car. You could probably name it, you know. You know what? If you take the truck job, you could name the truck and it's basically going to be your uh, bonded spiritual animal companion. Um, and plus, you're a nurse. Come on. Do you really want to be spit on for the rest of your career when you could be in a living truck that's your best friend?
1: So I, the GM, obviously cannot, like, say no to this deal. <laughs> but she is going to... She can think on it. Like, when you I put it I just need like something that. for the truck. <laughs> and
0: truck drivers make bank. They get paid in euros. That's amazing.
1: Oh God! She's now all that I'm imagining
2: is Ethan, that euros that are worth does. less than pounds.
1: What? What? Who said that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the what? money man. What,
2: what happened else? to your economy,
0: <laughs> Britain? What happened <laughs> to your economy? Where'd it go?
2: I mean, you know, pound sterling was always worth more than the euros. Hmm.
1: Now yeah. all that I can imagine is that she's inside the truck that drives itself and is bored and is interested enough that in, in truck driving, but can't do it that she sets up a computer and plays Euro truck simulator inside of the Euro truck.
0: Right. It's the perfect solution. It'd have a sleeper Uh, cab on it. I mean, it's just, all she has to do is take care of it and it does the work. Could not think of a sweeter
4: deal. I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of ways to drive without both arms. We don't want to go down that route.
0: Oh no! I, this I, is
4: absolutely amazing.
0: I, I just meant she didn't have to do anything. Like she has to fill it with gas, I guess. Unless you go to one of those places in right. the world where you don't have to do it. You don't need two arms for this specific job. It's just this job requires basically nothing except a person to be in the seat and not be uh, an empty ghost truck. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's the you're that's a pilot
2: cool. for a self-driving truck. Yeah. See if she didn't uh, I'm going
1: to I'm gonna have to
2: if she didn't want that I I'm also have to had
1: to restrain myself so much from not wanting to name this truck Optimus Prime.
0: Don't do that. I that you're not allowed to do that. We don't infringe on copyrights here. It makes us lamer. Okay. <laughs> not you the GM. End of sadness. He's like don't name it Optimus Prime.
1: <laughs> you guys don't infringe on copyrights, man.
0: I can't wait for that to come up. Oh, he's going to be so mad. They're gonna be so mad.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, I'm just gonna go walking. So and... I get. So you go walking. Um, give me a before that we finish up with you, real quick. If you could give me a perception and uh, alertness roll, two dice, Gordon. Sweet. <laughs> Difficulty seven.
0: Difficulty seven. That's what I like to hear. And it's not a cast skill, so one subtract.
2: Botch, botch, botch. Uh,
0: a three and an eight. So, hey, one success.
2: Hey! hey. There you go.
1: um. So you're walking by uh, an area of the south side that you know that your guys have not tagged or gone anywhere near uh, recently. And you do in fact find, painted on a wall of an older building, your symbol. Which is weird, because normally it's, like, graffitied or, like, slapped on a sticker or something. And in this case, it looks like it's been painted, and it's also old. Like, a couple months old.
5: Hmm...
0: Is there a, CC, is there a 13 CCT cameras per person CCT camera around here?
1: You know what? It's weird. In this, in this area, there isn't one that would be pointed right where that you would need it to see. That is suspicious.
0: Okay, well, my phone will mark the location because it's a phone and it has GPS and I'll follow up on this. What building is it painted on?
1: It's painted on a older uh, on an older hotel, huh, which I have totally not come up with a name for.
0: <laughs> yeah, when you say hotel, I'm like, oh, that's serial killer hotel with the rooms full of acid.
1: <laughs> I don't think that we're in Chicago here. <laughs> okay, well, with, uh, with Mr. H.H. H. Holmes.
0: yeah, that guy. Well, I'll keep note of it, but I'm gonna just continue on walking and keep an eye out for things.
1: All right, so you go about the rest of your day, and now with uh, knowledge about the cult of t- the cult, the cult of Typhon, and more shenanigans about a self-driving truck. We're going to pan over to uh Rigel Starr. Is it is it Mr. Rigel Starr or is it Professor Rigel Starr?
2: Well, you know, depends on the setting, you know. He's a professor and also been knighted, so depends on who's asking, I guess.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that you had also been knighted. Oh shit, it's I Sir know. Rigel
3: Star.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, you are an officially a sir.
2: Yeah, like a thousand other people in Britain or whatever. It's not that hard, guys.
3: You and Elton John living the dream.
2: Huzzah.
1: So, what does... So, we, we've kind of gotten the idea of where that uh, Rowan and End of Sadness live... Where does Rigel live?
2: Uh so panning over to like the west side of London in Richmond, there's you know, an estate called the Asgill House. It's by the River Thames, and you know it's an like old-time mansion that's been upgraded by various mages over the years, because that's his dragon nest as well. So, yeah. You know, whatever five dollars of resources buy you so you know a big house not for like a small group of people to live there also a big workshop and so on for various magical stuff and so on
1: oh resources five can certainly buy you much larger than a uh, a house for for a small group of people you probably have uh, people who attend to your estate or else you'd be spending most of your week cleaning all the rooms that you don't use.
2: Well, good thing I've got craftsmen needs no tools. Well,
1: so. yeah, fair
2: enough. <laughs> yeah, I probably have some people coming in on scheduled times so instead of just about, you know, all the time. Okay.
1: So... Uh, Rigel. On this day, you are hanging about at the Dragon's Nest. Are you doing any work with your uh, with teaching, or is uh, or did we want to save some of your uh dealings with your students for later?
2: Well, I guess we could focus on the one thing at a time. You could say that you know, since he's got the professor thing, so he made sure to pack all of his teaching just in one day, have it a Monday or something like that. So he does all the classes and yeah, then he has the rest of the week off for his actual work in the museum. So. All right. May, then. Maybe not today.
1: All right then. So uh, you're doing your actual work at the museum then today. Yeah, the
5: Museum
1: see. of London. So at the Museum of London, um, you have an office there. Um, when you uh, clock in and get, go about your business, when you uh, already enter into the museum, uh, there are two figures that are uh, already seated um within your office they are uh they are oh my god i literally just had the names they are aurora and polaris star uh your character's uh parents Mm. they're like any parents they uh kind of look like you but they're you know obviously older uh they have the look of They look actually about your age, which is a little bit weird, considering that, you know, your character is 40. Yeah. So maybe they, so maybe, you know, your family just has some good genes, or maybe there's something else going on. Well, you know what else is going on. They're your mentors.
2: Magic is going
1: on. Oh yes. Magic is most certainly going on my friend. So as soon as that you come in and close the door, um, your mother, I assume that that's Aurora. Yeah. Right. Okay. I just want to make sure cause yeah, I yeah. could totally see both of those names being either gender. <laughs> um, Your mother uh, stands up and takes out a piece of chalk from her uh, from from her pocket and uh, just goes, oh, hello, darling. If you don't mind, could you go sit down? Myself and your father have uh, uh, some things to ask you about uh, concerning a new job. We're just going to go and, uh, you know, do a little bit of uh, warding. And she goes. She goes about the extended process of drawing some hermetic sigils on the door and uh, working a little bit of chalk along the uh, along the threshold and chants in perfect Latin. Uh, and once that she's finished, there's a little bit of power that before. Uh, Before your exaltation, you kind of felt um, you could kind of sometimes feel it uh, as you had grown up around it, but it was very rare. Uh, But nowadays you can kind of recognize the supernatural for what that it is. And it is very obvious when that she has concluded her work. All right, then that should keep the sound and some other things from traveling outside and anything from getting in without us needing to work on some things or without us, not without us knowing. <laughs> Sorry, we're just a little bit flustered today. We've got some great news. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So. uh, he, uh Your dad, Polaris, pulls out uh, an old book uh that is that has basically been uh it, it preserved in a uh in a small sorry he pulls out a box and upon setting it down he opens it up to show an old book that has basically been uh preserved in there uh trying to keep it from getting to uh try, trying to keep it preserved basically mm-hmm. uh, um so we recently unearthed this uh, on our trip down in Greece. Um, this is probably one of the most complete copies of the Discourse on the Eighth and Ninth. It's an old ancient Hermetic te- text uh, from uh, from before the uh, before the uh, the Dark Ages we were wondering if you could make a copy for us and that we can take this back to the Tree with us.
2: Certainly. Do you need uh, this to be what you're taking back or do you want just a textual copy?
1: Well this was supposed to be once that we found it, we had to report it to the museum. Uh, so we needed something that would be displayed in the museum. Okay. I, we were wondering if you could make a proper, uh, forgery of it.
2: Yeah, sure. That's what I'm here for. I use, now takes to the oversights so flipping through it. Yeah. Um,
1: as far as uh, you have a crap ton, that's, yeah, you have a crap ton. Wow, holy crap! <laughs> wow. So, um, one second. Oh,
5: oh yeah.
2: Just remember there, Rachel is here to, you know, procure such magical items from the museum so that they don't fall into people's hands and, you know, be the censor here. That's why he's, you know, the celestial censor.
1: Right, of course. Yep. Sorry, my wife came by and showed me a uh, a cozy that she was making for, uh, for our mugs. Nice. <laughs> so, um with yeah so i think that what we would want to roll here is going to be uh crafts and your forgery i feel like i feel like this is going to be a dex and crafts roll since that you're going to want to go for the precision as well yep um Hmm. I feel like that making a forgery is a pretty hard task, and especially with an ancient uh, thing. I'm going to say that this might actually constitute, to make it a good enough one, a difficulty of eight.
2: Okay. Difficulty of eight. So let me grab my ten dice here because I was built for this. And I'm going to I guess one essence for craftsman needs the tools to just have the any tools at my disposal. And cranking my excellence here for crafting. And let's see how this goes. That's nine successes.
1: Holy shit. <whistles> wow. Well, you know, when the exalted want to do something they definitely can yeah your parents watch as actually you know what tell me like how does this look do you just like take like sheets of printer paper and turn them into this new book
2: (laughs) well probably you know at least you know how I used to do it probably like you know examine something very closely then come back to my own workshop you know away from this you know work with my Aesthetic memory here to reconstruct it slowly and, you know, probably over the course of weeks, you know, make some perfect copy. But now that we're exalted, I guess we can expedite the process a bit and, yeah, just have some various arts and crafts tools around and turn them into this thing, you know, by hand, just folding it, cutting it, then, you know, aging it, you know, in his hands, maybe using some chemicals along with it and so on and so on. and Yeah. And probably he take, take some liberties with, you know, what the actual text is just to, you know, not make it. Oh, here's the magical book. Just a place to find out some philosophy or what have you from ancient Greece. Some text he knows by heart.
1: All right. So with all that, your parents watch in wonder. As that you do all this is this the first time that you've shown your exalted gifts to them or have they already seen them
2: i mean they really know that he's exalted because i mean that's how he secured his dragon eyes because they recognize okay this person has a talent so let's give him some resources and see what he can accomplish and yeah so it's not the first time but you know maybe the first time they've him just doing the forgery like that
1: your parents watch on and wonder as that you managed to do this and your dad especially, uh, gapes a little bit as that he's watching and he just kind of goes as that you're, uh, finishing up. You, you know, son, I've been around the, I've been around this place for, uh, quite a while and I've seen, some of the uh, some of the local mad scientists. Uh, I've never seen anyone able to reproduce something that quickly and that precisely. And you even and he kind of looks at it and like flips through, you even managed to take out some of the more dangerous occult texts in here to make sure that this is very impressive. I'm glad that we took it to you and not one of those etherites down the down on the other side of town.
2: Well, I think we have different specialties here. I mean, that's what matter sphere is for, right? could make exact copies, but it takes an artist's touch to really add that flair to it and change things. You need to have that knowledge to also know what you're doing, I suppose, rather than you know just changing the letters because then. Things would make sense.
1: Yeah, yes, dear. So, uh, I I'm just so confused. You said that you hadn't actually had, you haven't actually had a conversation or a you haven't spoken with your uh, the the thing that gives you magic yet. You haven't actually had a conversation with it. It didn't speak with you. It didn't show you anything. What what exactly? happened
2: Hmm. no I don't think I have an avatar manifest to me so I'm not sure where that's going but I heard that some similar people to me have some inner voice speaking of them so maybe there'll be a better person to ask
1: oh no (laughs) Oh, well, how delightful. So you have some friends who have voices like and can do things like you can?
2: Yeah, they seem to be similar to what I am, more similar than any other supernatural I know, but a little bit different, I suppose. But as with all things, we seem to be made of the same cloth.
1: That's absolutely delightful. You'll have to introduce us at some time. Definitely. Um, is there anything that you would like to specifically talk to your parents/slash mentors about? Any uh, things that interest Rigel?
2: Well, I guess I could always, you know, give him a laydown for what he found at, uh, you know, Loch Ness and so on and so on. You know, produce those cerulean photographs and whatever, probably something to fade already with the monster.
1: They listen intently to your story about uh, your time at Loch Ness. Um you notice that when that you mention uh Aleister Crowley, uh both of them almost in sync roll their eyes at the mention of uh <clears throat> Of that guy.
2: Yeah, I understand. But. We spoke to the demons that he summoned.
1: Yes, darling. Well, it's not like that we're doubting you, but. uh, We just wish that you wouldn't. The dark arts are. Uh, They're finicky. You know our our tradition doesn't claim him for a reason. Even though that the others will go out and uh, and claim him as being as having been among their ranks, we're we don't do that. He was he was a bad apple.
3: He was a horny
4: apple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't remind me. <laughs>
2: Well, sometimes we need to clean up after the bad apples, and it seems that for this to for this matter to come to an end, we'd have to probably excavate his body and take it to Loch Ness, so that his guardian angel would, you know, end its um, stay on this earth. I suppose. Oh well, that would be quite
1: a hard thing to do. I don't know that anyone knows where that. That fool was buried.
2: Well, I guess we solved one mystery, but have stumbled on to the next, then. Well, at least it's not around our part, so we don't have to deal with this. It's someone mm-hmm. else's problem.
1: Yes, I quite agree. Someone else's problem. So then. Hmm... Is there uh, so we should probably be heading back with uh, with our stuff is there anything else that we can do for you while that we're here we've only got uh, so much time before uh, the spells begin to wane a little bit
2: hmm. I actually can't think of anything I just want to do some Prep for the next part of the session. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think so.
1: All right then. Uh. So with uh, with the original in tow, your uh your parents, um, head out. Um. It's pretty common for them to be, on. Earth and then leaving, uh, kind of on and off again. Uh, the magics that they use to retain their youth uh, tend to, over time, the world doesn't like that, so they try not to uh, stress themselves too much. Mm-hmm. But if they're at a place where that uh, magic is more easily done, like a dragon's nest or in the uh, in the high umbra, they're free to do whatever that they do but they are in a pretty pretty consistent contact with you you could if you needed to get in contact with them about anything you could probably do it within a few minutes
2: nice yeah, well it's good to know that they're you know available i suppose and yeah Oh, what's next?
1: So what is next is that um, I believe that unless, of course, you had anything else that you wanted to do, uh, everyone would be getting together to, uh, I guess, start poking, poking and prodding at the supernatural world together.
2: Awesome. What do you guys want to meet? We have a few options. Well, I have a shithole apartment where
3: you can't turn around without knocking things over.
2: I don't suggest my apartment. I live in a cave. I have power much longer. We can, not we're publicly. Peter doesn't, want uh, was, the, P- Peter doesn't want this fucking
4: ragtag crew at his house, and I can't believe <laughs> it. Wasn't Rowan actually headed to uh, End of Sadness' lair? We can, we can meet I each other. I believe
3: that he was. Fish him out of the mouth of a sewer gator. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> yeah, if we want to say that we met on the way to my
3: place, we could just do that. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, that works. Yeah, my options are pretty much, like, a shoebox-sized apartment, or, like, one of a variety of clubs that are slightly less terrible than uh, Club Aquarium, so.
5: Yeah,
0: I don't solely live in the Gamma Cave. We're converting other parts of the London, like, underground into places for, like, from where they don't have homes to live when we can't get them homes and stuff, and, like, bases and meeting areas, so... We have options for hanging out, unless you guys want to just hang out in my house. <laughs> no one's saying anything different, uh, so I'm assuming we're hanging out in my house. Welcome to the Gamma Cave. It's full of cyborg rats and a man-gator. <laughs> oh, dear. A man dial. dial there. Playing I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to figure out a, AI. Gonna yeah. Have to figure out a proper voice for Dial. He's just a guy. Like, you know, he's pleasant, he's intelligent, maybe quiet. He doesn't have, like, a growly Killer Croc voice. He's just a guy. <laughs> he's probably more of a guy than
3: my character. That wasn't is. Killer Croc, that was Scooby Doo. <laughs> I, I thought it went with Yoda.
0: <laughs>
3: growly Killer I Croc I am. Ooh,
0: I'm a oh, circus God. performer. I'm a mobster. <laughs> In later Arkham games, I'll be
3: eight times this size. Hmm, shoot you, I will.
2: Get
4: start the day off right. It does.
2: What the fuck they oh, walk in on?
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get for disappearing during.
1: are <laughs> trying to figure out a voice for uh, for who died It's not going well. <laughs> So, uh,
0: yeah, I guess we'll just meet on the way to the common London sewer accesses sewer people use. And I'll be like, oh! Can we not meet in the sewer? <laughs> That's where I live! <sighs> okay. You said you're on the way to my place. Where do you think my place is?
4: I know. The sewer? <laughs> oh! The hey, tumor. Rowan! How are you doing? I do have a quick question. Go it's one it. of the, not actually a powers, but little perks that Exalted get, that they can clean their clothes to not be covered <laughs> in sewer goo. No! no. Glad you asked.
1: I'm pre- hey, I'm pretty sure that if you were playing actual Exalted, there's an artifact for that. There is. There's also some charms, like mastery. Alas. Of
3: matters. Alas, this is not the Second Age of Van, It is the World of Darkness.
1: No. You're going to need... You're going to need that shower, bud. Oh, okay. Put
4: my fancy clothes. Okay,
0: <laughs> Alright. I mean, if you oh, want, oh. buddy, we could go buy an ATM and rip it open and get you some cash for clothes.
2: I wish to have clean clothes. <laughs> you guys got to stop that my doing my
5: You guys got to stop wishing. <laughs> <sighs>
4: Hello, Sadness. Uh, I saw your uh, your signals. You've been busy.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's been a whole morning. I've just been under the weather today. I had to stop by a store and grab some orange juice. I've just been not feeling it. Low blood sugar.
4: What about you? How's your day going? Right, Oh, it's, you know, fine. I... Wanted to bounce an idea off of you, actually.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure, Sorry sure. Sorry for the
4: rapid transition there. No, no, no,
0: no. Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. And I'll... The switch down. Oh, yeah. We're already in our place then. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, then we're lounging. Yeah. There's ice cream. There's food. Uh, Whispers of the Labyrinth is actually pretty good at cooking, so there's food.
4: Yeah. Uh, Rowan has attempted to, to subtly eat stuff. Probably not very subtly at all.
2: Oh. Uh... <sighs> Like, since you're in the place of power, you probably said the essence you spend on going in and out of the spirit world.
4: Yeah, every 15
2: yes, minutes you get
0: back. you get a moat back. Enjoy. Yes.
2: Get no. juiced. Ah. Oh.
0: Okay. So you have an idea you want to I... run by?
4: Well, it's more of, I need to bounce off ideas. So I have to get uh, a gift for a friend that is out of this world are they a bit They're of a nerd a absolutely i got some uh, you could say that they oh
0: oh i'll get up and i'll go to one of the coolers and i will pull out a case of vintage
3: for loco <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh? when i was working on exalted second edition <laughs> please go on <laughs> the first the first social media post I ever saw from my line developer, John Chambers, was a pair of tweets. The first one read, just tried Four loco for the first time. And the second, made about three minutes later, read, why didn't any of you stop me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: that's about right.
3: So if you're not
0: aware, uh listeners or anyone else, uh Fort Loco is like the super energy drink. It's an energy drink, you know, taurine, guam, all that other nonsense. It has also straight caffeine and vodka. It was taken off the market for the massive amounts of deaths it caused. (laughs) Just massive amounts of it was not good. You can't buy it anymore. So I'll just plop down and be like BAM. Perfect for nerds.
3: Owl is going to see around corners and all the way <laughs> to the center of that fucking Tootsie
4: Roll pop tonight. Man. How many licks does it take? One. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: wanna know something? If he if he drinks if he drinks two of those four locos, that's about right. Okay. I said four um, locos. They're not four in a case.
0: There's like six or eight in a case. It's a one of those, it's one of those like distributor cases.
1: I want to, s- if I remember correctly from my time, putting them up at the gas station, it's like 12, I think. <laughs> yeah. And if you do the whole case, you will be able to see your heartbeat. Are yeah. you kidding me? If you do two, you'll be able to see your fucking heartbeat.
0: Yeah. All the chemicals react in the worst way possible for the human body and kills it. <laughs> They they all the stimulants <laughs> act together in concert. Oh, and it's an energy drink, so it
3: tastes like balls,
1: <laughs> oh, and not the energy drink. On the
3: one ha- wow. on the one hand, I can feel my heart trying to explode out of my chest, like uh, the one hour scene in Aliens. On the other hand, this tastes like someone's sweat socks.
1: <laughs> oh, You're nice. not wrong. I can feel it in my mouth.
2: <laughs> oh no! Uh. Uh, so maybe on the happier note, I was thinking like, oh, if the oldspit likes you know some nerdy stuff, we should get the, one of those like fake nerd T-shirts that mixes up all the fandoms. Oh my it god! It was a Dalek and R2D2 and talks about Star Trek.
3: Oh my god! Oh, we're gonna fuck him right up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he doesn't know any of these references. He'd love it.
1: Oh no! So. You've been given a case of vintage four loco to give to the Owl spirit. I can't wait to see what
4: happens. I don't. Probably not up the spirit. Not not up the spirit of what he means. But I'm not going to be impolite. Uh... Are you going to take the four loco for yourself?
0: No. <laughs>
1: Good lord. I'm hungry. I'm not. I don't have a
0: desk. <laughs> And and to reiterate that there is actual food here, and it's out for like guests and stuff. So it it, it it's real. Oh, food. he's been nibbling on it. Yeah, not sewer garbage.
2: Fish and chips and fish and chips.
1: That's fish and chips. You got some ice cream. You got some shepherd's pie. You got other British dishes.
2: Who's happily up the list that they compiled? No, don't don't bring up the British <laughs> disc list. I don't I
0: don't want to. No. It's actual food. You
2: want to split a dick?
0: It's actual food, like pizza and grilled cheese sandwiches and salads. (sighs)
4: Some
3: stargazy pie.
4: (laughs) So, uh... Uh, Right. This will probably be taken... Very well, but it's as he said, he's a nerd, well, and he's out of this favorite. world, right uh yes, so I'm thinking something that they've experienced many times before, but is a classical favorite. hmm uh, I honestly think uh, that I might uh, ask Celestial censor for it for an idea yeah well that's she has a lot of those stuff around what if you try to, go... to be honest with you that man intimidates the hell out of me so i was going to ask if you would join me yeah absolutely to whatever ask him. whatever you need awesome thank you you
0: know if your friend's looking for a gift uh and you're looking for something that's a little more personal touch why don't you find out where one of their first or favorite vacations were and give them a gift from that and like, gesture to the Don't table where I have the Loch Ness stuffy. I'll be like, works for me.
4: I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist anymore. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that usually happens when you try to uh, go back to childhood vacation places. Some hosers bought it and condemned it.
4: They turned it into a parking lot, yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or it's under the ocean. Under it's under the ocean. It's probably under the ocean. Okay. Yes. To uh, uh, to the celestial sensors. We'll leave and we'll we don't all... do really need to navigate towards me. Because it is a blazing fireball in the night sky. To my eyes, at least. Oh, excellent.
0: Yeah, all right. Also, when we're leaving, we wave at the TV screen where the Animal Crossing villagers are. They wave back. The game isn't
4: really playing with controls anymore. <laughs>
0: all right, we got to say goodbye. That's That's disturbing power.
4: It's disturbing to see that my avatar in Animal Crossing suddenly has customization that should not exist. Yeah, it's a lot of that. It freaks me
2: out. Like, you're oh, the look, villager. You're... He's the PC. Oh, yeah.
1: look, your guy moved in. KK sliders. Su- KK sliders suddenly learned to play some very odd-looking brass instruments. Oh, uh,
4: whatever. As it said I could get a lot of resources, and I did. And no, I don't feel right. Oh my god. Stop doing that. Whatever uh, whenever we fuck around with the Animal
0: Crossing, we don't make it uncute. Like it's not awful or violent, it's just clearly changing. <laughs> yes. The <laughs> spirit is kept intact. No. Alright, <laughs> nice. let's go ahead and hang out with Rigel. Out of the sewers. Then to carefully a tr- as possible. Then to a truck stop shower stall.
1: Yes. <laughs> you all head out, uh, get clean, feeling better. I imagine sometime along the way, you all run into Layla. Yes. <laughs> After that Layla has uh, finished getting some information out of the owner or, or the manager at the aquarium.
4: It's not particularly like we're hard to tell exactly who we are. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> we're like the most conspicuous people in the world. I had to reapply the Ziggy Stardust makeup after the
3: shower.
2: Right, Ziggy Mer- is, yeah, makeup.
3: Ah, Lila's heading clean. down the sidewalk when she sees I, Ooh, uh,
2: nice.
3: a a, a, a... Stovepipe top hat does not co- does not really quite cover the thing like rising above the crowd on the other side of the street, and then accompanying that, uh, somebody who like began the evening by asking, "What sort of what sort of fashion do I want to rock tonight?" and arrived at the answer of yes. <laughs>
0: Parachute pants and a poncho are classic.
3: Along with Ziggy stardust makeup and electric tattoos, a chrome grill, and fingernails. Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. Also, my eyes are, you know, nature doesn't draw in straight lines, but they did for my eyes.
3: (laughs) Guilt eyes. Yep. And the, uh, and the, the, yeah, and the, uh, the stare that everyone assumes are expensive contacts but they're not
1: yeah oh they most certainly are not oh jeez oh to jesus
3: hey over here oh we'll wave and meet Waves up from across the street yes
4: hey is oh, wait.
0: that uh, <laughs> there's a really good chance bandage you on your shoulder oh yeah, a little. I, have uh, fell this morning. On something sharp enough to bleed through a bandage? Oh, I just changed it in the truck stall, so it's it's just, you know, I just got some orange juice for it. It's fine.
3: All right, we'll go ahead and pretend that makes sense. Uh, Broan, what's going on? Oh, uh,
4: hey, hey, Layla. Uh, yes, uh, we... Well, uh... I was simply going to make a house call to uh, uh, the celestial censor. He again has uh, some knowledge that I was hoping to request or make a deal with, uh, and I've requested an uh, sadness here to be not intimidating around. Nope. I want hello.
0: We're we're going to, we're going to go say hi to. Uh... To Rigel and just
3: you know, do a house call. We're just doing a house call. I'll come along and watch that. That ought to be at least a uh, evening's entertainment. Okay, well if there's three of us we should bring something to be rude not to. I'm gonna pop into that store over there. Oh sure, sure. Layla follows along, just can't wait to see how this disaster shakes out.
0: Oh, I, I just okay. I just go in and buy like beer and snacks and pay in cash and leave. It's
3: not even a thing. <laughs> oh, i meant just you know more just the general idea of these two trying to say hello after rowan did such a fantastic
4: job for just now you know oh my god <laughs> yes with my charisma five i think i might need to change that no it's, it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> look
0: all three of us have charisma five okay we just get away with this and I nobody do- questions it
4: Look, I you, took the specialty I, of adorable because it's the only way I can do Charisma 5. <laughs> I think you
3: respect
1: out of it, didn't you? No. Oh,
4: oh no. I
3: still
1: got Charisma 5 oh, adorable. And my no, Charisma went, 5. Uh, oh, no. I still have
0: Charisma. I, I still have the 5. And my specialty is transparent. Oh, God. <laughs> I get a specialty oh, for God, being transparent, right. Holden
4: oh god <laughs> I need to change this
0: this is why I don't buy lion skills must oh
3: dear jesus
0: so yeah the three of us this is so fantastic we pretty much can skate through life it's not really a
4: big deal for us right. so I think we're headed to the lunch still censored
0: yeah I bought like snacks and uh, alcohol I'm like I just, I just bringing stuff to their house. It's polite. All right.
1: Okay. Uh, you guys make it there uh, through a combination of walking and public transit um, without really any, uh, any problem. Uh, I guess that they come up to uh, the Celestial Censor's gate and uh, give a ring on it.
2: <laughs> I guess I'll pick up hello do you, do you to, we, uh, we should have
5: decided
2: who
4: was going to speak hey, hey <laughs> Rigel
0: it's us your friends can we come over and hang out we brought alcohol and snacks
2: well since you've come so far already sure as he does in the gate
0: that was a solid affirmation yeah. for us, for him wanting to hang out with us, by the way, guys.
1: <laughs>
2: Excellent. I don't want to be rude. I'm British.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah I'll, give a, I'll give you that. Good day, bud.
0: <laughs> you know, it just occurs it's me fucking to me... You, you know, it occurs to me as we walk up into his estate, we need to walk or take the bus. I have cars that are sentient and will drive us places. Huh.
4: But then we'd have to deal with traffic.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Fuck that.
2: This is the UK. We have public transit.
3: It's faster by the tube. Layla's <laughs> walking along with her hands in the pockets of her jacket, just sort of turning circles, staring around. Describe this place for us.
2: Well... It's a nice large estate and you know, probably has some you know, guys in the front and what have you. And yeah. Like a Like two story house, a little bit of like Roman inspiration and what have you, you know. Looks Britishy. <laughs> looks like a manor house or something. I don't know what other exp- you know description you'd want.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so fuck like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so
2: look at my sheets. Oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: looks like resources five. Fuck off. <laughs> it looks like someone important lives here. No, uh, he's got. Uh, it looks like. Uh, from what that he's got on the character sheet uh here is that uh it's like two stories white marble oh shit yeah so if i had to take a guess there's at least like 10 bedrooms in there minimum uh the garage looks like it's its own small house that i wish that i could own um that picture is not two stories it's
0: three stories there's a third story on the top of it that the balconies are obscuring
1: that's the attic oh. or something that's another four, um. you piece of shit <laughs> there's probably a basement there too oh my
0: god yeah. are you one of those people that converted their basement into a tiny like recreation of like a street with an old candy shop and a barber and a movie theater so you can hang out down there
3: oh fuck me I forgot he puts photos in his character sheets <laughs>
2: <laughs> no this is you know a work home nothing you know a leisure home
1: <laughs> a work home you monster Wait, you have a leisure home, too? Oh, God.
2: I don't need a leisure home.
0: It's just that this is a work home. It has a dragon's nest under it.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Jesus Christ, there's like fucking 25-foot marble columns out
1: front. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're all very impressed. Very roman inspired. (laughs) Let's just
0: I'm just going to turn to Layla and be like, hey, do you (laughs) think he's richer than we are? No, whatever gave you that idea. <laughs> I gotta say there might be a disparity in our group between who has the most wealth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you bring uh Man-o- Manodile with you? I assume that he just follows you.
0: I mean if he uh, wants everywhere. to come, he's my bonded animal companion. We share a sacred bond. So if he wants to be here, he can okay. be
2: here. Don't is also like recover in the devil's nest or something.
3: I think that they would, yeah. Also, yeah, as soon as we step, as soon as we step foot in. It's like,
4: do, you, do you feel that? Oh, yeah, it feels like How home. You see it? It's like a giant... It's hard to see anything in here. Normally I, am... I have to look specifically for places of power. It's omnipresent here. It's weird. It feels like a hell
1: gate, but... But different. No, you're right. It feels like the Crowley house. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a spicy thing to it.
2: Mm, yeah. Spicy
1: taste in the air. I'll nod at whispers. Astute observation.
2: Huh. Well, hi, everyone. Uh,
5: hello,
0: this, uh, Sensor. Hey, we were just marveling at your large largesse. Well, thank you. You're, you're welcome. It's a very nice
2: estate. You've done well for yourself. My family has done well for ourselves.
0: God down. I'll, I'll pass the beer case over. We brought drinks.
1: Brought drinks? Yes. Oh, lovely.
0: I was expecting you to take it and put it directly in the garbage can
1: beside the entrance to the house. <laughs> <laughs> this was for peasants. Just hands him like a case of dog cock bok.
3: I'm sure love like, it. diamond chandelier.
0: <laughs> Fuck! I heard that too, Peter. I'm sure the servants will love it. Oh my god!
5: <laughs> oh. My god. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh.
2: Okay, so we bring some beers and then I'll have some tea, snacks, and what have you. And blah blah blah. And,
1: and then I believe that Rowan had a question for, for the Celestial Sensor.
3: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sitting back just dying to, to see the, the step over and say hello happen now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm going to pretend that was a botch. <laughs> just going to pretend that. Uh, uh, hey, uh... Uh, I have a favor to ask. Oh? You, obviously, have extensive access to some knowledge. And I want to bring a gift to a friend. An extra uh, plainer one. Uh, Something they might enjoy. Something that they've perhaps read many times over, but it would still be like a favorite read. Hmm. And I was trying to See if you have any ideas about that.
2: Hmm. Which plane are we talking about as he's looking over his bookcase that's, you know, like a story tall and what have you, filling out the whole wall? Let's see.
4: Rowan wouldn't know the exact name for it, but he could describe it uh, actually pretty well. He's got four of the cold, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which spirit, realm would this be in? the spirit world <laughs> oh, just... okay
3: <laughs> there are formal names but i mean that that does cover the concept
4: yes. uh, it's the uh, it's it's the close spirit world not the super close one the medium one i believe
2: okay and what type of entity are we dealing with really who is this present for
4: uh, it's it's owl So
2: hmm.
0: so the owl owls so, like, that owl voice no, in
4: your owl. head? No, it's, it's not in my voice. I mean, it's not in my head. Okay. Uh, there, it's it's just... Owl. You know.
3: Are we talking, like, a literal owl here? Like, with wings the uh, the, the and the... The
4: platonic idea of owl. Oh. It's owl owl.
3: Okay, but can you turn his head, like, all the way back around?
4: yes uh it is they're about probably a story tall uh damn it's it, they're very large they're well depending on the spirit how the spirit realm is feeling today but uh it slightly translucent obviously a spirit the owl at least uh, that's how they've uh, described themselves to me. Okay,
0: well, now that you've described who your friend is and out of this world is a little more put into context, I would like to change my gift suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. T- Do you say that in character? Yeah. Or? <laughs> I like hand
4: up. I put my hand up for it too. Oh, I, I give back the four loco that I've been carrying around. No, no, no! no.
3: See, I object. I really want to see. I really want to see you give Owl that. <laughs> well, well. See, my thought now
4: that I know that is
3: from
0: a sl- is an a owl mile distance away, but I say we go out, buy a bunch of capybaras, get them drunk on this, and then give the capybaras to Owl because capybaras are the largest rodent that exists. I googled it when you guys weren't looking.
4: <laughs> I I don't think you can eat real food in the spirit realm i've tried Hmm. well okay so i I take a little bit of spirit food nope sorry other way around i can eat regular food in the spirit realm spirits have not been able to really pierce things with their beaks like grapes it i don't think that'll work Mm. okay A spirit can totally fucking eat you but um (laughs) it's probably being polite manifest manifest
1: Oh, it is most certainly being very polite to you. It's trying to mentor you.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess uh, we'd have to like, you know, I kind of really start figuring out okay, what stuff Al, are we talking about here and based on the descriptions, you know. Probably. To- I mean,
4: out of What's character. That? I was thinking like another copy of that book that you were making.
2: Yeah, I guess we could do that. If I would be interested in that. I guess it will be that, but to we'll just give it to it or whatever. Good. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
4: But the question is, what would uh, Rigel ask for Rowan in return?
2: Hmm. Well, I guess we can... You know, you can owe me one, I guess. I don't think I have anything specific I need from you right now. As I, you know, take out my arts and crafts supplies and, you know, do a repeat of the previous one. Because I have my identity memory and also whirling brush methods so I can just copy everything, you know, really fast. So let's do the recreation. That's super impressive.
1: The manodile also nods, very impressed with this. Perfect. Well, Everyone five. just
4: thinks back to his what he thought were very good uh, recreations for those little uh, fairy houses that he's made himself out of, like paper mache and <laughs> some newspapers, and then just watches uh, the celestial sensor do this in what five minutes. It's just like, hmm, mm-hmm. right? <laughs>
2: ah, what what is your crafting pool in this? For these things. Three, have craft Two crafts and three decks, five. Okay. It's just like four times worse. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just four times worse. Right. Uh, My heart. Nobody's judging.
3: Except the spirit world. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Well, they'll get addicted a little platonic, you know, houses.
4: Yes. Look, they'll be they'll be happy with the little paper mache creations I've made for them. <laughs> Single tier.
1: <laughs> oh, they'll certainly have to be happy with them. <laughs> <laughs> I right. mean, you're doing more than the average Londoner. They're they're going to be more more than excited about that. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, you guys uh, decide on helping Rowan by getting another copy of that. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: Yeah, another copy of um, the discourse on the eighth and the ninth.
1: Yep. All right, um let's see. you've already done that already. Um, like, I don't think I really don't think that you'd need to It's a because
2: I don't need to recreate yeah. it one to one because it's not a museum piece. So maybe even embellish it a little bit and it's more like you know a display piece or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to have you roll for that. I think like that's uh inconsequential thing. Especially, yeah, especially since you've already done it uh, yeah. to, to, to a better degree uh, th- this session alone. Um, so after a little bit of getting that all together, uh, Rowan now has a nice gift for the owl uh, to be presented at a later date. Meanwhile they're
3: doing all that, I'm just soaking up. <clears throat> Layla's just soaking up the atmosphere, and I actually think probably takes long enough to get all of my essence back. Um, we don't in a
2: rush. Hmm. Like how much have you spent?
3: Two mo uh, two essence. Yeah,
2: half an hour. Oh yeah, yeah that's easy.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys probably regen that while that you were going while that you were having uh, beers to talk about.
2: Yeah, I guess <laughs> we wanted to do something um something with the supernatural. we could always uh, connect end of sadness with my parents and talking about the Avatar stuff. If that's how we'd like to do it,
0: you want
4: me to? You Ooh, want to? That in-
0: could be fun. You want to introduce me to your parents on the second time we've ever on the third time we've ever hung out? Oh, you?
3: <laughs> oh no, I definitely want to see him. Uh meet the, the folks who are in this place. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, they were talking about um, their avatar and what have you, the, the voice that speaks to them when they're getting their power and what have you, which reminded me of you asking about us uh, also having that voice and so on. Well,
0: yeah, and... I, I have a voice in my head, but I don't get orders from a James Cameron
2: movie. It's a spiritual avatar.
3: Layla just like slaps him in the back of the head.
2: It's like a garden angel.
3: Ow, except, you like know, not wound.
2: denominational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I
3: thought you said you fell down!
0: Yeah, I was lying because oh, explaining no, he, the gunshot he, wound would have been complicated.
2: How are you being transparent there, End of Sadness?
0: <laughs> I wasn't being transparent there. I was lying
1: to hide, to save your feelings.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: yeah at, at this point with uh, whi- whi- whispers just kind of like makes a cocking a pistol motion <laughs> Goes, yeah I don't understand it he has me do this like every morning to see if he can uh, oh don't say that no, no don't listen dodge to him the bulls
0: don't listen to him. That's <laughs> a fucking piece of shit. So him and Despair 7 tell me, oh, we're eternal, we're immortal, we can't die. But you can, and if, and that means you're the weak link, so you have to fucking fly straight and figure it out and catch the bullet. Don't do that. Don't do that in front of people.
4: Do you ever think that maybe listening to something that's called Despair 7 might not be a good idea?
0: I don't know. It worked, I don't know
3: worked great for me so far. Yeah, aside from the bullet wound, also uh, who's? Uh, I have no idea what your fucking familiar looks like. He,
0: he looks like the cheap makeup killer croc, like a dude who has that t- tattooing or skin condition that makes them look crocodile e. That's what their human form looks
3: like. So like, so like from the Suicide Squad the the, the first movie, and not like
0: maybe Arkham even, Asylum.
3: I, I don't know how extreme supposed to look.
0: Um, you wrote the this, power for their Spider the
2: Man remakes, maybe.
0: So tell me if that's about the right angle I'm looking at.
3: Um, it's intended to be customizable, but I would assume that like usually, I assumed that I couldn't standard get is going to be like somebody somebody's raven familiar becomes like a lady with a couple of
1: feathers in her hair. You know? Yeah, it's it's that scale for crocodile. It's probably got like the the scaly skin and like some sharp teeth and maybe like it's uh it's, it's like jaw and like lower head or lower part of it. Like it's whole mouth might like protrude a little bit more like maybe, you know, just to kind of give it almost like a crocodile look. Yeah. So that's, that's what whispers so, of the
0: labyrinth. Uh, like. Excuse
3: me. Uh, so, um, excuse me. Why are we, I don't believe we've been introduced to Wally Gator here.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, This is Whispers of the Labyrinth. Flash is rude. Yeah, okay, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. You were you were at home when we all met up. Okay, so, this is Whispers of the Labyrinth. Uh, they're my sacred animal companion. We share a sacred bond. Uh, Whispers of the Labyrinth, these are the gang. He knows about all of you already. I've already told him, because we have bunk beds.
4: Uh, we've, we've met. Yeah.
1: Howdy. Yeah, yeah the... And the sadness here talk, talks pretty highly of y'all. I'll nod. Oh no! We thank you.
3: And then you res- and then you uh, respond to these tales by shooting him. I understand.
1: Okay. Well, he's got to get stronger, you know. That's no, no, I, I would do the same
3: good. thing if I was in your shoes. Yeah.
4: Are you taking a literal approach of what doesn't hurt you? hurt you, kills you. Wait. I'll, like,
3: open up the poncho uh, to show the
0: gunshot wound that I've been repacking that's slowly healing. Probably doing better in a dragon's nest. I'd be like, look, some days it doesn't shoot me at all. Some days it just deflects right off my tattoo. So I'm figuring it out. Uh, you guys should probably be doing that, too, by the way. I don't know how you guys are figuring it out, but I'm
1: figuring it out this way. You know, he, did, he did dodge at one time. It was a complete accident. <laughs> More than most people can say about bullets.
0: It's push and pull. Like, you guys have to... It blows my mind you guys don't... You have to see it, though, right? It's push and pull. Like, like you can feel that there are things you can do if you just push on it harder. If you just add a little more force and try a little bit harder. Like, you know it's there, right?
3: I'll be honest, I haven't really... I haven't really... Hmm... Spare Seven says, to "Push."
0: Like
2: yeah,
0: you have to push well, again, hard.
2: Again, I'm not
3: sure we should be listening to.
0: Hmm. you have to care. You have to. You have to want. You have to want it. You have to want it so bad that you just override what's yes. happening to you.
1: I gotta push the master as hard as that we can. But you all want things, right? You wouldn't be like this if you didn't want something.
3: Well, that's so. Right?
0: So just, I don't know. That's what I've been doing. I just grind myself against that wheel in my head every single time I try to see if I can push it a little further. And it's been working. Like, I'll put my hand over, like, a speaker on a radio or, like, whatever you have around, Peter, and it'll, like, make a staticky, echoey sound because I'm going to take up that charm eventually. Like, it's there, right? (laughs) Just little hooks. And if you just push it, It starts to, it's, it's like despair seven describes it as when I changed and he got up inside me, the foundation was like shattered and broken up and he had to worm his way down in there. And whenever he talks to me, he says that he's working down there. He's dredging things up. He's fixing things. He's making connections that weren't there anymore. You know, like, like you're building the foundation of something bigger to go on top of it. You guys don't feel that you don't feel the itch or the change or the stress or, or, or the need.
3: God, I have you not know, really thought about it.
0: I, it's just... A, the worst like, part okay. is
3: some of this is making sense to Layla.
0: Right? It's like it's like the voices in my head. Like, you guys have voices. Despair 7 says some of you have it. So, like, I don't know if you haven't encountered it yet, or if it's just really deep in the foundation of what you are, you know, putting... I just read all, of you, all of this together. But there's something in there. And, like, it just... I don't know why it's talking to me and not to you, but it's like a pull. It's like a, it's like, it's like a treadmill. It's like needing something.
3: Not since that first night for me, mate. What do you mean? Not since your first night, but you heard a voice. Well, when I didn't hear it, I didn't hear it in my head. I heard it in the damn demon that came to me and I ate him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you do have a voice, just like you have Owl. Just because you hear it in your ears doesn't mean it's not inside your head. That's how hearing things works. You had a voice inside your head, and now that voice is in you, right? You don't hear it, but it's I'm there. I'm pretty sure that's not how hearing things work, but... Yeah, but you can hear it. It speaks to you. It doesn't speak in words. Like, you can do stuff that, that, that they can't do and I can't do... Like, like, I'll, I'll pick up, I'll, I'll grab the fucking coffee that I'm sure Peter surfed up because we're in Britain or tea that's like boiling and I'll like drink the boiling water because that charm you did to me still works. It had a few days countdown. I'll be like, I mm-hmm. can't do that on my own. You did that to me. Isn't that the same kind of thing as the, whatever that thing was talking to you? It's talking to you, but it's not speaking words, Right. There's a conversation happening. You want something, and you take it from it, right? And like, I don't really, I don't really know. And like, I don't, I don't like saying it out loud, especially around you know the cultists. But like, it wants to give you that power. Like, it's happy to be serving it up,
4: right? You feel that, all right? I have somebody else's memories. Interesting. Layla turns her head.
0: I will open the floor to you like Doom patrol therapy session
4: style. No, it's like it's never really much at all. But there are impossible structures that I remember. That's about it. Like a
0: like like a place that's really big but doesn't but has a ceiling. Like a world with a ceiling.
4: No, it's like <sighs> Do you ever go back to your childhood? I can't remember it anymore. Uh, and, well, it just, y- you try to remember something from from school or something like that. It's hazy. It's... Yeah. It's only feelings, right? Like an impression something happened? Yes, that's, that's it. Like... I don't know what you're talking about. All I can do, is I, I can turn into a deer. And I have somebody else's memories. No, there's not this drive, this constant, whatever it is you're talking about, no. Do you have things- But I, I
0: can remember- You care about a lot? That kind of just push a little harder than they used to? It,
4: I. Uh, what What about you, uh, Celestial Sensor? Yeah, we'll, we'll turn attention to right. he has a
3: name, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Well, he can call me whatever he feels like. You know, we're in a you know company and what have you. You need to use my superhero name all the time.
0: Code name. It's a code name. Oh my god! It's very cool. <laughs>
2: Um, Well, I do have some, you know, burning passion inside of me that, you know, push me to, you know, do greater and greater things, but it's not a voice, it's just, you know, a need to create, you know, need to, you know, make things better.
3: Is it because you realize that with great power comes great responsibility? Is that it?
2: (laughs) No, not that, but... I had already, you know, great responsibility before I became this, you know, keeping, you know, the people that aren't exposed to this strange world that we live in from discovering it and so on, because it's not the best to know about all the vampires and mages and werewolves and everything that lives in bump in the night. You knew about we this before the, the change? Next crusade.
0: Yes. Did all of you know about
2: this
0: world before the change? No. Fuck no. Well. uh, Nothing at all?
3: Well, I mean, define before.
2: Before. Before the change. Before you ate the demon. Before
0: you were different. Before. The before. Capital B. You didn't know anything about this world being different? Uh,
3: there was a man in a diner. Sphera 7 just nods. A man with fangs. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But that was only a few months before it happened. I didn't know things were different
0: until the day I changed. I had a... Yeah, most... Family of sorts, if you'd call it that, and... We were, it's hazy, and I'm not too sure why. Some things are crystal clear, and some things have gotten hazier since I changed, and Despair Seven says it's a result of the work he's doing down in the bedrock, but I had a family, and we were doing something important, and then a werewolf tried to kill us all, and that's, there's no easier way to say it. There's no man with fangs. It was a man, it was a wolf, and it tried to kill all of us and everything's a little fuzzy around that, and now I'm here in London.
2: Well, most of the weird supernatural creatures don't want to expose themselves to people. They take great lengths to hide what they are because they fear what people might do to them. They say that, you know around the end of the dark ages there was a crusade against them and you know nearly wiped some of them out so they've learned not to do this anymore
0: the I have a few <sighs> tribes of the moon as they as they like to call themselves among my people they're um, I guess they're vampires but they don't They say that they're not considered vampires among vampires. They say that they're considered, like, beasts of burden or, like, shadow. That their existence is a curse on vampire society. And they've kind of filled me in a bit about how vampires operate here. They have a sort of code word secret club thing going on. And tells and signs and little rituals to let each other know who's in on it. And it kinda of yes, sounds it's like, like a
2: secret society.
0: Yeah, it kinda of sounds like they've been around
2: for a while.
4: He did just say the Crusades.
0: Yeah. I know, no, it's just it's lining well, things up. A lot of the
2: Crusades is A lot of the Crusades is when they went too far. They've been around forever.
0: Do they all talk to each other?
2: I mean, not all of them talk to everybody, you know. But there are groups forming, cliques, little local, you know, societies.
0: If I end up having to put a few vampire societies to the sword because they're awful, and I've been getting that vibe from some of the people in my organization that that might be an inevitability, am I going to have werewolves and wizards showing up to defend vampires?
1: I don't know.
2: Well, usually, no. I mean, sometimes you have some small allegiances based on convenience. But generally, you know, they like to keep to their own kind. So how do you know so
3: much about all this?
2: Because my parents are mages. Like,
3: oh. Layla twirls her fingers and, like a rewinding the tape gesture.
2: Well, they call this the will-workers, and, you know, much like Harry Potter and what have you have told you, you know, they do magic. Except, you know, it's kind of different. It's not just witches and cauldron. Sometimes it's way different things. Sometimes it's shamans or some other traditions. Some of them even use technology. And, yeah, they exert their will into the world. That's how they describe it, at least.
4: Can some of them open up gates to the spirit world? Yes. Oh.
0: Can some of them turn people into like mutants? Like mm. soldier mutants?
2: To an extent, but the problem with magic, as I've been told, is that. It doesn't like interact with people that much. So if a person sees magic, the magic can't stop working. So it's uh, really hard to push against them. But you can, you know, affect some of them. But it's generally a problem.
0: I think Since we should. I think we should meet your parents.
5: Great.
2: Okay. I guess I'll, you know have one of those uh, giant, you know, velvety ropes just, you know, to pull on, to send a message to my parents that, you know, hey, maybe they should come over for some tea because my friends, you know, are around.
1: All right. Sounds fantastic. Uh, You pull on one of your fancy velveteen ropes that your parents had previously enchanted to always reach them to know that you needed some kind of assistance. Uh, after about, uh, 30 seconds of, um, silence, the rope without you having hold of it, uh, pulls back as a sign that they are on their way.
3: Bloody hell it is Harry Potter shit. You weren't kidding.
2: Oh, I mean, this is small fries compared to everything else that might be going on, but. So we're going to be wrapping this session up soon. Whatever, how are everybody feeling time wise?
4: Oh, I feel yeah, pretty
2: shit, good. It's midnight. I- I'm feeling pretty I feel good, honestly. Uh, maybe
4: get some more water.
1: I'm feeling pretty good, but I do also have work in the morning. So, do yeah, we want to hold
0: off some... on the parent convo for next session, or do we want to do it now and wrap it?
2: I, I, I think, think... It so. It sounds like a good starting point for the next session.
1: Agreed. I think that that sounds like a great starting point for the next session. I think this was a really good, like, get, getting to know the characters. Yeah, I, I had a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, that yeah. was perfect.
0: All right. Uh, if we're going to wrap then, uh, I guess while we're all sitting down, hanging around, uh, that's a good place to zoom out on. Should I kick off the end? I mean... The- uh, yeah, sure thing. Okay. okay. I was Devin.
2: Brendan. Peter.
0: Holden. And Sam. And this is sponsored by Nobody signing off.
1: This game is a collaboration between A Pair of Dice Lost and sponsored by Nobody Podcasts. You can find us at a pair of Dice Lost.podbean.com and sponsored by Nobody.podbean.com. You can find Exalted vs. World of Darkness over at HoldenShearer.wordpress.com